Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? My sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the state of my sports. And this is episode 186, recording live on December 27th, 2022, back in the basement. Uh, We will have a football-packed episode with the Detroit Lions, uh, crucial loss on Saturday to the Panthers, major letdown, but not quite eliminated yet, so we'll discuss how they need to respond against the Bears, we'll discuss the NFL playoff picture, and lay out the Detroit Lions fan rooting guide for week 17. We made it. We made it. To the college football playoff. Man, what a what a waste of time. We'll get into that. Um, we will preview the Michigan-TCU game along with the OSU-Georgia game. Just a touch to kind of talk about what we want to see more as Michigan fans here. Um, but we'll make our picks against the spread in our betting hero segment. And, of course, we will drink and review a Michigan bourbon, not beer. Um, if you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, let us know what you're sipping on tonight. And be, let us know your opinion on all of our topics as well. We'll... Monitor the chat, read it if they are worth reading. Sorry if they're not. It's kind of a shot at some some people. We don't read all of the all of the comments, reading, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll try to we'll try to get them out there. But uh, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors that help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery state of my sports. And BettingHero.com helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. I am Sam Waldart. With me today, we got Micah Smith. What's up? We had everybody last week, and now it's just just us two this week. Full house to a no house. Yeah, exactly. Hey. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but John is out sick. Ryan's busy with the family, and Kyle. I don't even know if he's still part of this thing, but he'll let us know is if he the Yankees still are picks? He's still making picks. All that right. is that is the thing. He's still making picks, but that's about all he does. So, uh, anyways, um, yeah. So it's just just us two tonight, and we're. we're we're not drinking beer. We are drinking bourbon. We're switching it up. So it's a. Uh, wh- wh- where's this from? I've from actually, New I've Holland. New Holland Brewing Company. Yeah. They're one of their bourbons. So can you tell us about? So thank you for picking this up. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this. To be honest with you, I really their am. Beer barrel bourbon. Beer barrel bourbon. Yeah, if I can read their cursive here, their bourbon whiskey <laughs> finished either. in dragon's milk stout barrels. Okay. So. So obviously they take their beer and they age it in the barrel for their dragon's milk, right? Okay. For I think the majority of their flavors or styles, and and then they save those barrels and they take their bourbon and age it in those barrels. Interesting. So they're just a whole lot of stuff going on there. Du- double, you know, reusing their barrels. I'm sure they use them multiple times. I can't I can't verify that, but I would guess that. Yeah. Is, this bottle is 80 proof. Uh, it's 40% alcohol by volume. It says notes of vanilla, and it's smooth finish. So I text a group. Uh, so I have a, a group of hockey guys that yeah. uh, 
there's there's a few of them in there that are big bourbon guys. So I send them a picture. Uh, I'm like, all right, how do I do this? Like, give me some words to say. I'm not I'm not big bourbon guy. Like that's just not who I am. Like, <laughs> but I'm I like it a lot. I'm and yeah. it's growing on me. Um, but I was like, what 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 can I say that like to kind of sound not dumb at the bourbon. Um, so one thing that they told me was was mention the 80 proof. So that that's yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, they said hints of vanilla. Now, hints of vanilla I think is an understatement. There's a lot of vanilla going on in that. Is, am I fa- is it fair to say that? Uh, yes, I, I would agree. All right. And then I asked, like, how do I drink it? And they said, drink it neat. And I'm like, all right. So I'm more of a... That's that's from a I'm bourbon m- purist Yeah, standpoint. I'm more of a, like, on the rocks guy type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the watering it down always helps me. No, there's no whole, not a whole lot of burn to it. Again, right. I'm, I'm going to talk about this as, like, dumb at the bourbon. Not a whole lot of burn. So that's usually one thing that I like about having ice to it yep. is it waters it down. It k- k- kind of kills yeah. the, the burn to it. Is that is that what people do yeah. it for? Yeah. Um, there's whole, not a whole lot. It's actually really good and neat. So I did start neat. I think I'm going to go to on the rocks at some point. but Yeah, absolutely. Um, See, and I didn't start neat. I, I just – I have liked having either – Either a ball of ice or a cube of ice yeah. or two or three smaller chunks of ice. Yeah, that's just that's the way I prefer it. You know, there's I don't think there's anything wrong. You know, I, I'm sure I'll get a slap on the hand from the purist, but yeah. that's fine. I'll take the slap. Don't care. Um, that's how I like it. Yeah. Uh, but however, I, I, I wouldn't ever be mixing any of the bourbons that I drink with with coke or with root beer that's yeah that, that's that's whiskey stuff you yeah, know i don't think you when do you that. when you want to do bourbon just drink it straight either either on the rocks or just drink it neat that's where you get the most flavor and that's you know you know how a lot of purists uh, they they smell their beer and then they're trying to pull out the beer flavors yep. like we've done in the past i mean yeah, you can all yeah. you can all taste that they do the same thing with their bourbon mm-hmm. you know they're They've been come. They've they've become so um, in tune with their bourbons. They they can pull out you know all the subtle notes and um, smells and flavors and tastes. And I, I mean, I still haven't gotten there where it's where it's just kind of like second nature for me. Yeah. But. So would would this be a good one for old fashions? Is what I wonder. Because like like Ryan, we all know Ryan from the podcast. Uh, Loves making things in old fashions, sure. and I think his go-to is kind of Angel's Envy. Yeah, is, that, is yeah. that fair to say? Yeah. Um, with how sweet this already is, would an old-fashioned not go well with something like that, where that it's almost too sweet, or is it, or would this how sweet it is be good for an old-fashioned because you're already gonna mm. make it? I I think that's sweeter, completely subjective. To okay. Be honest with you, I there's nothing wrong with trying a bunch of different bourbons and making. Uh, your, your old fashioned or your whiskey sour. Yeah. I mean, may, maybe the whiskey sour, something quite a bit higher proof, mm-hmm. um, for for the reason that you're adding such ingredients to it. Um, but as for the the old fashioned, I think you can do that with almost anything. You can try rise. Rise kind of have a, mm, a a sweeter finish to them or a mm-hmm. sweeter hint to them. Um, I, I guess for lack of a better term, because it, it's hard to explain that. That rise sweet rise not like sweet coming out of the field, mm-hmm. but the way it ends up in a bourbon, it, it is a sweeter kind of finish to that the bourbon. No, that, that makes sense. I mean, it, it's got a lot of good flavor. There's, I don't know if it's the vanilla that I'm not big on, or if that's kind of what's what's hurting it so far. I'm gonna switch to to drinking it on ice because I think that might 
almost like the, the cooling it down will probably help in my my opinion as well. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, so far so good. But somehow we usually I ask how your week was and stuff like that. But we just went right into our our bourbon introduction. But how was your week? Did you have Did you have a good week? Did you do anything? Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm home for the week for from work. And, Me too. Vacation, um, vacation, so, same vacation, Micah. Right. So feels good it feels good to have a break um needed a break everything's fine um we're, we're having a lot of fun with the kids doing a lot of different stuff so we took the kids bowling yesterday oh nice they had a good time then went to hockey and then today is <laughs> one of those dorky times i look forward to just as as me i i wanted to take the kids out to chinese buffet oh really so okay we took the kids out to a chinese buffet how did, how did that go <laughs> my daughter not not so well, Max. Well, she's not really a lunch eater anyways, right? Yeah, or was it for no, lunch or for she dinner? She loves breakfast. But, yeah. yes, it was for lunch. Okay. So took him out for lunch, and, you know, she she was just focused on, you know, the girl likes chicken. That's about all she likes is just chicken. Yeah. So I found all the little types of chicken. Put them <laughs> or, on her did plate. she like orange chicken? That is the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I went and found first. I'm like, okay, if you're going to like anything Chinese, it's going to be orange chicken. Yeah. So I put that on her plate, put some other... Uh, chicken options on there. Found some uh, terrible-looking mac and cheese. Put that on her just to make her happy. <laughs> it looked awful. I wasn't trying it. Um, but she she did okay. She found a dumpling that she liked, and that was fine. But then Max um, Max crushed the whole thing. Yeah, oh, not wanted, surprised by that. Wanted nothing else but just to keep eating. Yeah. So we kind of had to cut him off. We're like, hey, if you want dessert, you got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the buffets were. You teach them the opposite of what buffets are for. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know what's up so, with that. But so I ate for like four people today. So that that's felt good, good and bad. But then right? you don't have to eat dinner, right? Oh, we definitely eat dinner. You still eat dinner. Two hours later, Max is like, I'm hungry. Really? My wife was like, you are not serious. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's awesome. So, yeah, we're having fun this week. How about you? That's good. I mean, so we were kind of thinking the same. I'm off this week as well. Um, we were hoping to kind of do some fun things like bowling and, and all that kind of stuff, like, like you're saying. Um, but sickness went through our house the last week or so. Uh, Easton stinks. had it, and Peyton had it, and then Jordan got it on Christmas Day. The most inopportune time yeah so it was like we were all excited to to get through it and because easton and, and peyton were were feeling good enough to go to my parents for christmas and yep. which is kind of the, the goal was to get them healthy enough for it right um andrea does an incredible job when they're sick like she just continues to pump them with all the vitamins and everything they need to get on the men's and stuff like that she does it for me too when i'm saying like when people are sick i'm just like i don't know what to do i'm gonna go just <laughs> try to do something that's pointless because yeah. like like I, I want it to be comforting and stuff but it never is and it's oh, like no. andrea's sick and i'm like do you want water like i, I don't know what to bring you like <laughs> she's always just putting vitamins in our mouths and stuff and i just like asking I'd her never a billion know. questions yeah i just <laughs> i don't know I'm, I'm not nearly comforting enough in those situations but anyways jordan's been sick he seems to be on the mend so hopefully we can finish off this week awesome pretty good doing some fun things they got um, some like gift cards to go bowling, to go, cool. uh, sledding like at, at the Pando or not Pando. It's, uh, Cannonsburg, now. Cannonsburg like, yep. like down the, the tubes and stuff. So we're hoping to hit a couple of those here before the end of the, the week, but it, it all depends on Jordan. Cause he's taken a nap too the last couple of days. He never naps. Um, but he's just needed it. So, uh, That's hopefully, when you hopefully know your kid well. is really sick. The kid yeah. who never naps is <laughs> napping. You're like, okay, you are really sick. Yeah. The kid's literally like, he goes into the living room doesn't turn on a show or anything like that he's just laying there 
crying. So then one of the kids like will go in there and he goes, I just want to be alone. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, then go to your room. <laughs> like he's just <laughs> so emotional. I don't know where he gets that from. Oh, no. no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Christmas, I mean, it, it could have been worse, but we weren't able to do everything we wanted to. So Andrea had to stay home when we were at my parents. I had to stay home when she was at her mom and, sure. and Bill's. So it was, it was not the greatest of Christmases in, in that way, but um, it's also not the meaning of Christmas. So, I mean, it was, it was nice yeah. to, yeah, we, sure. we, we got through it. The kids had fun. Um, build a kick. Did you see my Ford out there? Well, I drove up and I Dude, was impressed. That thing is nice, isn't like, it? Oh, that looks like out of the movie set of Frozen, you know, Dude, it like, was, with like it's icicles legit. sticking up. Yeah. yeah. Pey- that was Peyton's idea. We got nice. uh, icicles out of, off the gazebo out back. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners know about the gazebo. If they watch live, we're out there every now and then in the oh, summertime. Yeah. But like, yeah, we got the ice coals. We put them on the sides, and like, dude, we were just we were out there for a couple hours today. Nice. For, that was day three, and then Andrea tells me that it's all gonna melt. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, but it's supposed hey. to melt over the next couple of days, I guess. Solid foundation. She won't oh, melt, baby. I hope not. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that thing's legit. But we'll I mean, see. it's got it's got some it's got some nice foundation around the sides like it, the walls are oh, thick yeah. but there's a lot of room in there too the kids are never as happy as i am about it um yeah. they like the idea of it and then as soon as it's done they're like all right i'm going inside i'm like you kidding me so like i thought about even like bringing a fire pit out there and sitting out there myself uh, maybe just throw some beers like <laughs> inside the walls to keep them cool and then just it's not a bad out. idea i think i might do that eventually probably tomorrow night <laughs> we'll see we'll see but no it was it was good but it, awesome. I, I don't know i'm excited to have the week off um, even though when I'm here, it's like, it's like a different I, week I'm <laughs> really good at being a dad, like coming home after work and being like, all right, I'm all in, like having fun and stuff. I'm not the greatest of dads when it's like all day. Like I just, my temper just starts to, to flare a little bit. My patience goes down. So I'm a good, like six hour dad, not a good 24 hour dad, but we've all got our moments. Buddy. Yeah, but we'll. We'll see how the rest of the week goes. Hopefully, hopefully Jordan starts feeling better so we can actually get out of the house and and do stuff. But man, let's just move on to what are we moving on to? The Lions. Lions. All right, let's do it. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. Probably didn't do a good job whispering all of that. I was probably still oh, talking to the mic, fine. wasn't I? Um, anyways, oh, we do have a comment here. What would what, Carrie say? She said you were supposed to leave <laughs> me some of that. We'll see. Oh, we'll man. see. Vacation Micah and Vacation Sam and one bottle of bourbon probably Sorry. won't last. But yeah, we'll see. I got a box wine up there if we if we get <laughs> if we run out. <laughs> if we run out of that in the next two hours. We have a problem. Yeah, that's true. You're probably staying the night. But you can oh, sleep in my yeah. fort. I- <laughs> Thing, You're so that kind. thing is beautiful. <laughs> I'm really proud of that that fort. What is that Shrek moment? Can I stay with you, please? In the morning, I'm making waffles. <laughs> Anyways, the Detroit Lions. We're getting into it. Uh, in a very crucial Christmas Eve matchup, the Lions laid an egg and got out played, out coached, and were really just manhandled um, from the start uh, in their 37-23 loss to the Carolina Panthers and fell to seven and eight and did not take advantage of multiple other things going right in week 16. 
the Panthers ran all over the Lions, uh, starting drive one with a 30-yard run on the first play, a 35-yard run on the second play. And then the Panthers ran the ball three additional times to finish their five-play, five-runs, 83-yard touchdown drive to set the tone. The Lions did respond nicely with an eight-play touchdown drive, forcing a punt, and then put together another nice drive before fumbling away a 14-play, nearly seven-minute drive inside the 10-yard line drive. It was absolutely heartbreaking. That's you a know, gut punch. Yeah, this, this back-breaking turnover was followed by an eight-play touchdown drive for the Panthers, a three-and-out for the Lions, a 12-play touchdown drive for the Panthers, another three-and-out for the Lions, and then three more points for the Panthers to end the first half. The Lions had a great chance to take the 14-7 lead. Instead, were outscored 24-0 from the fumble to three minutes and 17 seconds left in the third quarter. It was absolutely heartbreaking. And it's just frustrating because, like, I don't want to say that was the reason why they lost because they got outplayed from from really start to finish. Right. Like, when you look at it and the, the, the score doesn't tell the whole story, what would I say the final score was? 37-23. That was my It wasn't even that close. Right. It wasn't even that close. But at the same time, you look at that second drive for the Lions, great drive, and you fumble it inside the 10-yard line. Like, that that just can't happen. But you also can't let that be the the back-breaking pl- drive, the black back-breaking play. And it was just absolutely a, a joke. I want to start a little bit on the positive side here. Um, Goff had a, had a pretty solid game, 25 of 42 for 355 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Bad. He was the leading rusher for the Detroit Lions. He Woof. led the Lions with three carries for 15 yards. Yeah, when you're behind by a lot, you're obviously going to throw the ball a lot. But that tells you everything you need about this game. What the what the Panthers did on their offensive side to the against the Lions that couldn't pound the ball, couldn't be physical. That's what the Lions do. That's what the Lions have have proven over the last really. I want to say the whole season. They did it early on, even when they were losing in the one and six start. But over the course of when things were going good, they are physical. They are strong. They are tough. Right. They were none of those things. It, on on Saturday. Yeah, and it makes you wonder when you look at Jamal Williams' number, seven carries for 11 yards. Oh, my gosh. That's Dude, that's I, alarming on on behalf of him and the offensive line. And that's that's four straight games of him not putting up good numbers while getting the majority of the touches. And I brought that up to Ryan last week and kind of asked him, are we concerned about Jamal Williams? And he, he said he wasn't. Like, there's something more going on to it. Like, the, the yeah, the offensive line needs to be better, n- no question, but... Jamal Williams needs to be, be doing better. He needs to be falling forward more. He, he's something's not right, and I think he's on the, the the injury report for the first time heading into Week 17 against the Bears here. But man, just in general, this cannot happen. You can't let you can't let your identity be gone for a full full game, and it was right. absolutely gone. Right. And so what what the Carolina did uh, on the offensive side of the ball, 570 total yards. 250 passing, 320 rushing yards. Absolutely that, unacceptable. Like that, that that's is the, embarrassing. That doesn't happen. That's a Lions team from the first seven games. Yeah, that's a Lions that's, team from like previous years. Like I don't even say that that's even this year. But that's right. how disappoint. Like that's those numbers do not happen. Period. In in in, in the NFL. Well, it it shouldn't based on the team that this city or the state has seen the last mm, eight weeks. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like it, yep. it, it's just 
It's an absolute letdown. Shouldn't have happened. It did happen, but now you got a chance to respond. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. It, 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 I just look at this game, and it was like I was so excited. I was like, hey, like the kids have been sick. We've been stuck in the house. Finally, I want to be in the house and sit down and watch this game. And I'm just like, as soon as that fumble happened, I'm like, it's all right. It's fine. We're, we're still fine. And all of a sudden, the wheels just completely came off. And it was it was really disappointing, really unacceptable in a lot of ways. Now, sure. is it a same old Lions loss? I personally don't think so. What this, what this did was it set up for a same old Lions ending to a season. And you have two games to respond. You already you right. already said that. Now, same old Lions will respond with losses and suck, and it'll just be the, just it, it. We all know what it would be. Sure. Yep. But they have an opportunity to erase it. I already brought up the fact that two two other things went right: the Seahawks lost, the Commanders lost. That was the the key, and that was for the Lions to get this opportunity. This is a missed opportunity, more than anything. Correct. To be in the playoffs. Yep. On Christmas morning and be holding, you know, like fate in your own hands basically. Oh, yeah, now, you don't sure. have that. You need more to happen. That's one thing that really sucks, but I do want to f- focus a little bit on on this game. Deshaun Elliott, like not a stud by any means. He's out. I did not realize how important he was. If if he's that important to this run defense, that's a major problem because I like He's had a good year. He hits hard. He's physical. He's been very important to this defense as a whole. Not this much. Not this important. And that's where I'm just like looking at it as this was a complete no call, no show, just something that shouldn't happen when you have everything in front of you still. Sure. You know, if this yep. happens to, uh, to uh, last year when we have no shot at the playoffs – that's okay. Like I get it. Like that happens. You're you look at the Panthers as a team that you have a better quarterback. You have a more physical defensive line. They have a, a couple really good playmakers. I get that. Yeah. But you you all in all should be taking advantage. You have a, a you, you should be steps above the Carolina Panthers. I still sit here and say the Detroit Lions are a better football team than the Carolina Panthers, which is stupid to say after you just get smoked. But that's how I look at this opportun- this this game. It's like you completely no-showed, and still to, the, to I will go to my grave and say you're a better football team than the Carolina Panthers. I think you yeah. have proven that you're a better team outside of this game, and that's where it's just like, frick, well, man. Well, leading up to this game, the, the national narrative was who's the hottest team in football? Detroit Lions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And you know, it's it's unfortunate cuz Deshaun what, what is he defensive tackle? He's a tackle? safety, safety. Oh, I'm sorry. But he comes oh, up and, and really makes dumb. some really good plays. No, you're good. I get it. So, okay. No, he, he's kind of like a a, a safety that that comes up and, and stops a run mostly. I think he's Check. mostly a safety. I I might be the idiot on this one. But he's he's a big kid, big guy. Big big guy, physical. That that comes up and and make make some some big time tackles and that was one thing that I saw a ton was missed tackles. That was the first time I've seen this many missed tackles from the Detroit Lions in in the last you know eight weeks. Like they have been sure handed tacklers and that's been a huge improvement from early on in the season. 
is you miss tackles and and people just get those extra yards and that's exactly what this what this uh run running game really for the Panthers did um from start to finish it was it was rough and and it's weird because like none of the other numbers really stand out um first downs were 30 so that's a lot but like third down efficiency for Carolina they were 3 and 9 that was one thing that the Lions did was when they were going for it on third down like third, their third down plays were third and sevens and and stuff like that. It was Long. they did a good job in that way when it went well, but then just massive, huge runs. Thirty, what did I say? A thirty yard run, a thirty five yard run to start the game. Yep, that was consistent in these touchdown drives for for Carolina. And then you combine that with the lack of physical offensive linemen, a lack of a running game. The Lions. So this was their their rushing stats. So you had DeAndre Swift four. Carries for 12 yards, three three yard average. Jamal Williams seven carries for 11 yards. Khalif Raymond one for eight. I mean the rushing the rushing uh, was 320 yards for Carolina to 45 yards for the, the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff led the team three carries for 15 yards rushing. That's just completely unacceptable. Real quick, another positive side. DJ Chark another really good game. Four catches for 108 yards. You love to see him being that downfield threat. Um, just big play guy, you know, and that's one thing that I, I was really confident in with that first drive is we were moving the ball so well. They were big play after big play downfield. Um, didn't have to pick up like crazy third downs or anything like that. It was just, it looked like it was going to be an easy day for the offense. Yeah. And then as soon as it went bad, it went terrible. And I just sat and watched this game. It was just like, it looked like both sides of the ball, everybody was sitting around watching waiting for someone to make a play, <laughs> waiting for the person next to them to make the play. Nobody was saying, get on my back, make the play, outside of Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff had a good game outside of the fumble, which you can put that on the center as well. Um, but, like, man, everybody was just like, yeah, I'm just here. I'm just here. And Goff See, that, that's was just frustrating. like, what are we doing? Like, get going. And right. it was just really just – one of the more frustrating games this year and just a missed opportunity. And it's just, I don't know. It, this it, sucks because you we should be talking positively about this right now. We should be talking positively about this team because of what they're done. Look, what are they, 6-2 and two in the last eight now? So I'm not going to complain about that. Or, yeah, so yep. I don't want to like go overboard and like say, same old Lions or anything <laughs> like that. I'm not going to do that. I think but that would look be out because you're about. This is the type of game that you all right. You let this one slip. You freaking better not do that again. You can't do that against the Bears. And then we'll see with the Packers. Time will tell. Yep. Just get through this Bears game now. But I don't. I don't lean towards same old Lions. But I understand if people do because it's just post traumatic stress disorder at this point, right? Or is that what they call it? Yeah, PTSD? That's definitely be it. That's PTSD. basically what Lions fans are. They're just waiting for that opportunity, waiting for the first to be like, same old Lions, here we go. This isn't. Here, um, he, but, here's the anyways. thing, though. Like, Just quick looking forward, they're coming to your house. Mm. Don't let it happen on your turf. And that's that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to is seeing how this these fans respond. You have your last home game. This place has been loud. Look at this as still an opportunity. And I hope oh, that yeah. that place is packed. I hope that place is loudest that it's ever been. And, like, just I want to well, see it so bad. Well, with everything on the line, I I sure hope your fans show up. Yeah. Don't 
don't just take that that Carolina loss and go, oh, you know, that was a real stinker. You know, same old lines. You know, I think I'm gonna sell my tickets. Yeah. Screw it. You know, season's over. Like, no, your your season's your season's not still technically there. over. Yep, you're still just there. Go to the game. Be who you are. Be part of that fan base. Be a part of the electricity in that building, and help your team make and, it happen. And look, so the Lions beat the Bears earlier this year. Yep. Um, we all know how it happened. It was that missed extra point that the Bears had, and that was the difference. Thir- I think it was thirty-one thirty or thirty-two thirty-one. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but we won by one, and it was it came down to the missed extra point by the, by the Bears. Sure. Now this is a different Bears team. This is they're in a completely different scenario. I forget exactly what week it was, but what this Bears team is looking at is. They're sitting at number two overall pick right now. They're not going to be in the quarterback draft. They're not going to take a quarterback at no. this point. So what they have is an opportunity to take either the best defensive player, Will Anderson, um, the guy out of Georgia, the defensive lineman. Those mm-hmm. are there. Yep. Or, better yet, they have an opportunity to have someone trade up to take the quarterback that they want and really gain assets. And that's what I think the Bears are sitting at. So where they're at is they're at number two right now. But if they win, they could jump up in this crazy tie. I think it would be like a four-way tie with three wins. Um, So you don't want to do that. They should be in complete tank mode. But also, if Texans can find a way to win, Bears are sitting there at, at number one overall. And that's even better because someone will trade up to get the quarterback that they want. Or... Right. You can just take the player that you want. Like, they're set up perfectly to lose. They don't want to win this game. There's nothing in the Bears that should want to win this game. Sounds like they're going to play Justin Fields. It sounds like they're going to be playing everybody because they want to continue to build and get these this taste of winning, kind of right. like what the Lions were at last year against the Packers. It was like in that week 18, it wasn't about necessarily losing so you get the first overall pick or whatever it was. It was like, no, we, we need to f- get that taste of winning. That's kind of where the Bears are at. You better show up, because what the Lions oh, yeah. did on the, on the defensive running game, what Justin Fields will do to this team is is uh, it, they will absolutely destroy them. So they need to respond. I think they will, but I also have that in the back of my head. Like, man, why do I think that? Because what Carolina just did was a complete butt whooping. And I don't know if you saw like the the post game with with. Uh, when the coaches kind of met the field, it was pretty. It was you effing kicked our A's. Like it was. Oh, dude, he was. Really? Dan Campbell was. It, it was funny because you like sitting watching it, and it sounded like it looked like that he was almost mad at the coach, and it was like one of those aggressive handshakes, like ah, oh, you like the Jim Harbaugh with uh, Jim Schwartz back in the day. Um, it looked yep. like it could have been to that, but it, instead it was like you guys just. You what you guys did was impressive. You kicked our, you know what? It's up and down this field. Yep. Like be proud of what you guys just did. So it was like, man, this team better freaking respond. Otherwise, I'm gonna be like, what is Dan Campbell? Like, is is this legit? Like what he's preaching? Because what we saw in that Carolina game was the exact opposite of what we've been preached. Yeah. Over the course of the last couple of years. Yeah. I I think the hope for Detroit is not to see one, not to see a loss, and not to see like an absolute stinker of a game again against an even worse team. Yeah, I agree with that. Like you just can't, to play you, for. you just can't let it happen. Yep, especially at home. Um I don't know, it's just I don't want to like overreact to this loss. All right, I'm going I'm going rocks now. It's time. <laughs> I'm adding some rocks to it. Um I think I needed it from this line. I just need to pour some in here. I'm, I'm Carrie, 
sorry, there's probably not going to be any left. If the Lions won, there'd probably be plenty left. Um, actually, there probably wouldn't be because I'm sure Ryan would be here if the Lions won. So. <laughs> oh, shots <laughs> fired. Uh, sorry, I just needed to pour some of that there. I forget where I was at. But anyways, the Lions, it was a, a, a massively missed opportunity. I'm not going same old Lions yet. Um, no, there's no reason to. But it's it's there. It's 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 very real right now, and how they respond is, and and, and like, I think that was the biggest thing with with this this Carolina game. And really, go, going back, how many times have we discussed an opportunity for the Lions to go same old Lions during these games? It was like, man, a, a bad turnover or. Um, a stupid penalty, and they pick up the first down. They have a holding call. They're second and 20. They find a way to pick it up. They find a way to respond. Right, right. That whole Carolina game, they had no way to respond. They didn't respond. Now, in the moment, it was same old Lions. Yeah, this is their chance to do that respond. This is their chance to smush what we saw. Instead right, of it being play-by-play right. play like we've seen uh, during the win streak and in, in, in the the positive side of the Lions is this is their opportunity to squash it after the fact. It is, yeah, this game we didn't respond. Here is our response. Here, you know what I mean. Well, we need to respond with a win and and kind of get back control, get back the faith. You know what it, I mean. It's another opportunity for Dan Campbell to make a Dan Campbell statement with his team. Yeah, it really is. Yep. I mean the 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 same way that. Jim Harbaugh was given a kind of sink or swim opportunity after that nasty COVID season, right? Mm-hmm. Where we just looked awful, yeah. and he responded. And this is this is that opportunity for Dan right now to m- resurrect after one kind of fatal, like near end of season loss. Yeah. So. Yep. I mean, thankfully, like like we said, the Commanders lost. Right. The the Seahawks lost, so it's like that played perfectly. But now you just got to have that that second one for them, Correct. and we'll we'll get into the rooting guide um, here eventually. But I, I didn't want to get into some some uh, just NFL stuff in general. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. So you want to get some just NFL chatter in general? If you have something that you want to bring up. Outside of the Packers, be be more than happy. Like, feel free to bring it up because uh, everything outside of the Packers you can bring up. If you <laughs> want to bring up the Packers, Check. That, that's you can't do that. <laughs> uh, no, but NFL. Um, I, I didn't want to start with the AFC uh, South really because that's kind of getting interesting. The Jags officially jumped over the Titans in the standings, both sitting at seven and eight. Uh, the Jags play the Titan or the Texans this week. Titans play the Cowboys. So, time like I would assume, Jags win, Titans lose. That's probably going to happen. If not, they finish off the season against each other, and I'm assuming the the Jags are partially ahead of the Titans when they're when they're tied because of a head to head. So, let's say they split that week 18. I don't know what what, what happens. There's just so much that's still to, to be determined to kind of get into the tiebreakers and stuff. Oh, these but last man, two that, weeks are going to be incredible. That division's going to be yeah interesting to see. And honestly, like the, I, I think I would rather play the Titans. Like say it was my team against one of those teams. I would rather probably play the Titans, but at the same time, I look oh, at yeah. both of those teams and I'm like, if if I was in the AFC, like worried about it, dissecting it all, I'd be nervous to play either one of those teams because you don't yeah. want to play against Derrick Henry in the cold, no, nope, <laughs> in cause, general, because he's a monster. Yeah, like that's he's the guy that'll just 
dominate a game when he wants to. Yep. Um, but then the the uh, the Jags are, are seem to be figuring something out. It is weird. I don't. I'm not completely bought in yet because I think they're still very flawed. Um, yeah. But they're figuring something out, and I just can't figure out what it is. If that makes sense. I I think between the two teams, I think the coaching is the difference. Okay. I think Doug Peterson is a better in-game coach, in-game manager than Mike Vrabel. Okay. I I think there's mistakes that Vrabel's made in the past that he just continues to make. Yeah. That that's kind of how I look at it. There's a lot more talent on the Titans. I agree. On the field than there is Jacksonville. It is weird. Yeah, it's weird that it's not working for the Titans. Now, I know Tannehill went down, but they also talked about pretty early on in the year that they didn't really buy into Tannehill. I don't really buy into Tannehill, but at the same time, it's like, sure paid him enough is he to better than, is it, is it Desmond Ritter? Is that is that who they're they're going with now? I heard Ritter was bad. I, yeah, so I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I heard, yeah, it's, it's, not, pre- <laughs> it's not going well for him. No. So, like... I don't know. It's it's weird that it's been this bad, um, but I don't know. I I think the Titans are the are the type of team that have enough talent that, and I I do like Vrabel as a coach, especially like the like the like uh, what's the thing on the shoulder when you have something on like a chip on your shoulder? chip on your shoulder. Yes, thank you. Yeah, a chip on your shoulder type coach. And right now that this Titans team like they are going to be that chip-on-a-shoulder-type team moving forward. No if, doubt. And if no they doubt. can sneak into the playoffs and nobody wants to play them, I'll tell you that right now, Jags are just another team that's just like, I don't know, there's something, they're figuring something out. I don't Trevor know Trevor Lawrence exactly is playing is. a lot better. He, he really is. Um, next one that I wanted to get in, into on the on this side of the the conference, if you will, um, the AFC, uh, is, is the, the Bengals. Um, the Bengals Bills really will be a fun week 17 matchup. Uh, that could be a playoff preview. Uh, if the Bengals lose, which I think a lot of people take the Bills in that in that matchup for the most part, but the Bengals so. are playing good. I get why people would go the other way. If the Bengals lose and the Ravens win, they could be playing for the division against each other in, in week 18. So it's like kind Crazy. of like a Crazy. an opportunity to avoid that for the ba- for the Bengals. But man, you got to beat a really freaking good football team to seal up that division here. Otherwise, yep. you're going to have to do it against the, the, the Ravens here in Week 18, and that'll be fun because is, is uh, <laughs> uh, freaking the quarterback, I can't think of his name. Lamar. Right? Lamar, is, is he going to play? Like they've been saying, he could be ready for Week 18. It'll be interesting to see how, how that plays out. Um, I obviously think the, the Bengals are, are a better team than the Ravens. But the yeah, Ravens seem sure. to they seem to surprise people. It is a really weird dynamic with that Ravens because they're a Jekyll and Hyde team. They really are. Yep. Yeah. And they've proven it game after game. Like how many massive games have they blown? Right. Massive leads that right. they've blown. And it's weird because the Ravens defense shouldn't be blowing leads. You but, know what I mean? But when the Ravens are playing well, they are dominant. Yeah, I agree. I mean when Honestly, when when Lamar Jackson is firing on all cylinders, I mean, like or hate the guy, I mean he's he's good, he's super dynamic, and he's a problem on the field. Mm-hmm. And you know when when, <laughs> when Lamar's not there, then what? Yeah, Tyler Huntley. I kind of like Huntley a little do bit. You? I do. I I I don't want to say he's a better quarterback um, because that would be dumb to say, uh, but I think he's. 
I don't think he's that big of a step down from Lamar. You don't think so? No, I really don't. What? Uh, I think the running game obviously suffers a little bit. Not as much power, but he also he is elusive. And I think he throws the ball just as well, if not a little better, personally. I'm not a big Lamar Jackson guy. Yeah. So maybe that's just my biased opinion. Um, Lamar's got some weird mechanics if you watch him throw. It's... And he makes dumb decisions, man. He's oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I've never been a big Lamar guy, but that's just I guess my opinion. Uh, last thing with the AFC that I want to talk about was the the Chargers. They they clinched a playoff spot. Obviously, a really rough start for them. Um, they've they've gotten healthy. They're getting healthy at the right time here. Uh, I don't think they can get the division necessarily, but to clinch the playoff spot with two weeks left, where they were at early on, is pretty impressive. They're a team. Nobody wants to play them. I'm telling you what, they're healthy. They're they're really good. But then as soon as you think they're really good and you bet on them or pick them or, and all that stuff, they let you down. Very weird, odd team. If they didn't make the playoffs, I think they would have moved on from their coach um, sure. because this team's built to do it. Oh, yeah. Um, but just, I don't know. Team to keep an eye on for sure. Absolutely. That AFC playoff is going to be a blast. It's going to be a showdown, baby. I do want to pull it up here, where, like, where it's sitting right now. Uh, we do have a comment there. Mike, can you read that a second? What was? Yeah. Bob Karen. they said, don't forget about the World Junior Cup. Oh, uh, the World Junior Championships. I have, watched, I have watched none of that, and I feel oh. bad. I don't know. Do we get NHL Network? I don't think we do. That's the only league network we don't get, I think. Is that right? I don't. Yeah, I don't think we get that. Did we ever get that with Hulu? No, we never did. Okay. Well, I don't stinking, feel terrible about stinking, switching. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> very happy with YT over HU. Or oh, for sure. Don't want to mention them because they're not paying us to mention them. But <laughs> we, all, we all get it. But um, the AFC in general, I just want to point this out here. So you got the Bills would get the first round by where we're at. You get the Chiefs-Dolphins. Look, Dolphins obviously are falling off. I get that. Yep. Um. But they're also a team that, if they figure it out, we'll see what happens with Tua's health, all that stuff. That could be an interesting matchup, a game to at least pull up at halftime, see what the score is, if it's worth watching. Then you got Bengals Chargers, Jags Ravens. Like, there are some good matchups, incredible matchups in that one. Uh, So, I don't know. That will be really fun. The AFC is so good. Good. So good. And then you go to the NFC, and it's completely opposite. I uh, didn't want to talk about a couple things. Eagles could wrap up the, their division um, and in the first-round bye, basically. Actually, not the first-round bye yet, uh, but they play the Saints this week, so it should be a, a nice wrap-up. But then you start getting into the um, NFC. Sorry, I want to make sure I get this right. The NFC what? I think it's the NFC South. Sorry, yep. NFC South. You got the Bucks leading the division at 7-8, and eight, uh, and then you got – they're, they're one game lead over the Panthers, and they play each other this week. So that'll be kind of fun, right? Hey. Like, what what happens with the tiebreakers? I don't want to pretend that I understand it. But if Panthers win and, and Bucks lose with, because they play each other, they will be currently tied at 7-9 and nine for the division lead. Crazy to think about two games under five hundred for the division. Like I wish I was in that division. Another NFC East of, like, <laughs> the late... 20 teens. Exactly. Uh, so that'll be fun. And then Saints are also only well, – I think they're actually one game back. They're tied with the, with the Panthers at 6-9 and nine currently. So if they can find a way to beat the Eagles, who doesn't have Hurts, then the Saints and Bucks will play each other. Week 18, that could be worth something as well. So there's a lot on the NHL Network. Yeah. 
I don't get the NHL Network, Mom and Dad. I'm sorry. If you want to give me your login. No. <laughs> hey, hey, Actually, hey. honestly, if you go to like the NHL app, you can't even use the the cable logins uh, for from your parents to, to to watch NHL Network. So that's I think the NHL really struggles with that. It kind of ticks me off, but Typical. not that people are going to watch the World Juniors over Typical NHL. Stupid bowl games. Have you watched any bowl games? Absolutely. We have zero. We have one on in the background, but this is the first any bowl game I've I've watched. Like I've Easton kind of asks, he goes, hey, is there a football game on? I'm like, yeah. And he'll turn it on, watch it in the other room. I'm like, you're wasting your time with that kid? Like, <laughs> He's like, who do you want to win? I'm like, I don't care. Pick I one. don't care who wins these yeah. games. <laughs> he's so like, Max always asks me, who do you want to win? I'm yeah. like, I don't know, you pick. Yeah. Uh, like, He randomly pulled up uh, the Pistons game from last night. He's like, <laughs> Dad, who do you want to win? I'm like, well, we want the Pistons, <laughs> but this was yesterday. He goes, oh. What happened? So he's like fast forwarding through commercials and like getting all into it. And I guess the Pistons blew like a fourteen point lead with like a minute something I'm left. Not surprised. We went to OT last night. Yeah. So they were up fourteen with like a minute and a half or two minutes left in the game. Get out. Yeah. Like the the coach for for I think it was the Clippers, right? Yeah. I think it was Clippers, right? That doesn't matter. I don't I don't, I don't care about the Pistons, and I tried to, and I I just can't. They, he like p- pulled all of their starters and put in people, and then they just came back and won. It was absolutely just just a disgrace. That is embarrassing. Yeah, very embarrassing. Uh, one of those games that you're like, ugh, I can't believe I just watched them lose that game. But then give me a couple months from now, I'm like, I'm so glad they lost that game. You know what I mean? Because when it comes to the odds and all that kind of stuff. But well, they're not doing a whole lot of winning. Yeah, they're zero <laughs> of it. it is. We should be sitting pretty okay. I think we, as soon as football's done, like worth talking about, I'm really excited to get into the Pistons and Red Wings because there is a lot happening. For and we got to talk about this. Yeah, there's a lot of losing We got to talk happening. about that. We got to talk about uh, the the Tigers' lack of offseason. That's oh, really frustrating. Oh, like there's so much to talk about outside of our team teams, if you will, in football, um, but just not going to waste our time. Not going to make it a three-hour uh, episode just to fit in the Pistons and, and stuff like that. So. God, the Tigers. What a sore subject. Yeah, anyways. seriously. Any, anyways, <laughs> um, there really is not a whole lot more to talk about for the NFC at this point outside of what I like to call our Detroit Lions rooting guide. Now, I understand you're not a Lions fan, so bear with me. Oh, with I, this, with this, totally cool, dude. With just this... Uh, rooting guide. So this week, uh, this is the the rooting guide for the playoffs. So last week we needed the Lions to win, Seahawks to lose, Commanders to lose. Two out of three happened, which is still it still keeps things alive. Obviously, the biggest letdown was the Lions. We already talked enough about that. But number one rooting guide for the Detroit Lions, obviously, win against the Bears. You cannot lose as a six point home favorite. Period. End of story. This team doesn't want to win as much as. You need to win, basically. They don't want to win. We want to win. You freaking better not even make this game close. You pound the ball. You dominate this football game from start to finish. Never make this a, a in doubt. But at the same time, just win. If it's a one-point win, I'll, t- I'll take that and die happy at this point. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. J- just win, but foot on the gas is the name of the game. Yep, I agree completely. Number two, rooting guide. Seahawks lose to the Jets. They're two-and-a-half-point home underdog, which is nice. I like that look of it. Um, the Seahawks are a weird team. They've kind of seemed to run out of gas. It's not going well for them. But the Jets have looked terrible as well. 
This is a really weird game. The spread is very odd to me um, because it seems like they're similar teams. They're both kind of just hanging on by the by a thread, basically, for their playoff hopes. Sure. Um, but they're both still in it. So the biggest difference here is what we've seen with the Jets in the last couple weeks compared to now is Mike White is back. I don't think he should make that big of a difference in a spread, so something else is going on here. But the Seahawks as a home underdog is eye-opening, and it makes you feel possible for that to happen. So that's number two. Number three, you need the Commanders to lose to the Browns. They're a two-and-a-half-point home favorite against the 6-9 Browns, who you'd think would normally be tanking at this point, but they don't have their first-round pick because of the trade. Yep. So here we are. You need Deshaun Watson and the Browns to start building. I think they're out of it. I, I haven't dug that deep into everything with the, the wild cards and all that stuff. I'm not worried about that. Basically, it doesn't matter. The Browns want to win this game because it doesn't matter where they pick, basically, is yep. where we're at. The when Browns it comes to the eliminated. first round pick. So it's kind of the, the Browns can play spoiler here. And they want to play spoilers. So the opposite side of kind of what we're seeing with the Lions and Bears, it's like Bears are looking at that pick. Like, we haven't had a first-round pick since we traded up for Mitch Trubisky. So, like, this is really nice for us to get this opportunity. We can use this as leverage to gain more and more assets and really springboard their rebuild. They want to lose. They're saying that they don't want to, but they do. The fans do, at least. So opposite side here with the Browns is they want to win. They Their fans are like, Hey, we don't have our pick. We want to see progress. We want to see why we traded for Deshaun Watson. We want to see how he works with their, you know, star players if, or, or weapons, if you will. Sure. So I think this is a good opportunity for the Browns to pull the upset. I hope it happens. That's number three on my list of what we need to see happen. Number four, kind of small here, Giants. They're unlikely to lose since they play the Colts, but if they can lose two, that's a possible thing too. So where the Lions are at to make the playoffs is you need – Two of the three to continue to happen. You need the Seahawks to lose. You need the Commanders to lose. Obviously, you need to win. Um, or the Giants continue to lose. But win, basically, is where, where we're at. Hey. Those are the first four things. Number five, I know you're not going to like. The Packers. They went into Miami. They won to keep their, their playoff hopes alive at seven and eight. A loss would basically eliminate them, right? I think it does. Essentially. Because they, they are basically chasing the Commanders. Seahawks and the Lions, basically, where, where we're at. They play each other week 18. For a Lions fan, you want to see the Packers lose to the Vikings here and just not worry as much about that week 18 matchup, if that makes sense. I'm, yep. I'm going to be worried about it. Trust me, I am. I think they're oh. all going to play. They want to play Welcome spoiler. The they want to play spoiler just as much as, as anybody. They're, yeah. they're not playing that game of top five pick to top 15 pick, they're going to be – they're cemented of where they're going to be, oh, yeah. basically. Yeah. But if they lose to the Vikings and their playoff hopes are pulled from them, that is a good thing for a Lions fan, basically. You want that to happen and them not just be playing spoiler but playing for a playoff spot. I, I think, humbly, that is probably a good thing for the majority of the NFC. You don't want to see Green Bay – with with Rodgers win yeah, out, it, it, that's they're, the biggest. They're, key. they're gaining steam at the wrong time for other teams' other sakes. Teams. You no, know, but we'll see. Time will yeah, tell. Yeah. Now, I, I think it's not necessarily a Packers. Like you're not scared of the Packers right now from everybody else. You're scared of Aaron Rodgers. 
That's basically the only thing yeah. on that team. Now, I, I like the Packers' running game, and that always scares me. Aaron it's, Jones, A.J. Dillon. It's I lo- good. They're both very good running backs. I get that. But, like, there's something missing with the Packers that you're like, I'm deathly afraid of the Packers. The only thing you're afraid of is Aaron Rodgers to go Aaron Rodgers, well, which you haven't yeah. seen in <laughs> a long time. It's not like even with this winning streak, they're, it's not like Aaron Rodgers is going Aaron Rodgers. They're just absolutely killing teams. Correct. Correct. So like that's where I look at it. It's like so they beat the Dolphins. I I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of that, a lot of that game, but it sounds like Green Bay has red zone. Two gave away. He threw three interceptions in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So that's basically the only way that the Packers were able to win by six points. Like that, that mm-hmm. plays a role in it, and I, and I right. get those things. But like, the Packers' defense is really bad. It is, and, and and that's where I just look at what the Packers are doing might be more of a mirage than anything because they beat the the Bears, they beat the Rams, and they beat a struggling Dolphins. So it's not like I'm mm-hmm. looking at the Packers and being like, wow, they figured things out towards the end. Now, if they go out and beat. <laughs> The Vikings, they yep. go out and beat the Lions. <laughs> I'd be terrified. Trust me. That's that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Is, you know, if if they go out and beat the Vikings with their starters from yeah, because they're start still fighting finish, for they're fighting for a number one seed because they, they want, want that number that. one seed. Yeah. Right. And and honestly, they don't want to see Green Bay in the playoffs. Nope. You know, it's, and they also don't want to see the Lions in the playoffs either. Right. Right. They beat them twice, basically. Right. They don't want to see teams that struggle you know to to really put away yeah so yeah we're gonna no, go with that i i agree completely it's one that i just want to be done worrying about them you know what i mean <laughs> and, I, and I, yeah. you know how much i hate the packers so it's just like well, i, I kind of want the final dagger to be put in you're ver- you're and i don't want to be the it. one that has to be like the lions need to do it you know what i mean I, lions won't won't do it <laughs> so it's like who's gonna put in the final dagger it's not going to be the Lions, so hopefully the Vikings can just do it. Last no- last one th- we should cheer for for the Lions fans, number six, is Rams. So they unfortunately smoked the Broncos to move to the seventh overall pick uh, rather than I think they were like third. Um, but still cheer for a loss. They play the Chargers this week, um, and then the next week's matchup against the Seahawks is to be, to be determined on what we want to happen with that one. <laughs> we might need the Rams to pull that one off, which that will be one of the most – that is that is same old lines. Sitting there watching a stupid football game, Rams Seahawks, and be like, "What do I want to happen? Do I want the line, the Seahawks to lose so we can make the playoffs? Are we just gonna, are we gonna lose anyways to the Packers? So like it doesn't matter? Or do we want the Rams to win? Do we want the Rams to lose so we get a better pick? Like this, just it's something that I, I'm sure other fans go through, but it feels like no other fans go through this type <laughs> of turmoil. I'm telling you, I'm convinced that. Here as Lions fans, nobody else goes through what we go through. You just got to get into like Sean McVay and just, you know, go <laughs> F them picks. Yeah. Yeah. F them, F picks, them picks, right? right? Yeah. Oh, F them picks. But anyways, that <laughs> is our NFL talk for the day. That's where that's where we're cutting it. We're cutting it off right now. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports. Finally. It's finally here. It is finally here. Why do we have 17 weeks off between the Big Ten Championship and playoffs? I have no idea. For stupid bowl games that nobody effing cares about? Literally. Does anybody care about these bowl games? The Quick Lane Bowl. Ugh. 
<laughs> the yeah. pinstripe bowl. bowl. Cool. Yeah, we got. What do we even have on the on the TV here? Is it like Coastal Carolina it's and like Coastal Carolina and East Carolina? They play each Nobody other. Nobody outside of Carolina cares a mother effing thing about that game. I don't know if people inside Carolina do. <laughs> That's a great point. Like, what is the point of these bowl games? And I think we're so close of the bowl games being done, and that will be music to my ears. Anyways. Go freaking blue. We're here. Playoff time. Ding, 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 ding. You got the final four. You got TCU against Michigan. I don't know where to go. I have no idea where to start this conversation. I feel like we know so much about Michigan, so we got to dig into what we're going against with TCU. That's kind of where I I wanted to go at, right? Now, we're obviously going to tie in how Michigan plays well and and, and all that kind of stuff against this type of team, but... Systematically, the Horn Frogs are 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 a diverse offense. I don't want to say diverse team; they're a diverse offense. Correct. They do a good job. Duggan, Max Duggan, Max Duggan. Um, look, he's attempted more passes of twenty yards. They're downfield so much. Uh, that's more than Michigan's face, and that that actually that stat actually shocked me because I would have thought Ohio State was throwing the ball twenty yards downfield a lot more than they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, that'll tell you something about C.J. Stroud. If you want him in the draft, take him, because I don't want him with a 12-foot ball. I, he's the Grinch to me in this draft. Don't want C.J. Stroud. And if he's not throwing the ball 20 yards downfield as much as Dugan, Duggan, whatever Duggan. the F his name is, Duggan, I should probably learn that. Otherwise, it's pretty disrespectful. And teach me how to Duggan. Teach me how to Duggan. Teach me. Te- Look, vacation, Sam. <laughs> Better on the rocks, by the way. The, See? It, it is, to be honest with you, the vanilla flavor early on was kind of like a turnoff to me. I feel like this kind of kicked it back a little bit. It also cools down the vanilla flavor. I sound like a bourbon guy right now. I don't hey, know. there he is. Big bur- rocks guy. The bourbon man in the flesh. Big, big rocks guy. Anyways, where was I? Throwing the rock. TCU has a nation-leading 18 touchdowns on 20-plus yard plays. So that's that's a big thing. And honestly, I think that's something that's hurt Michigan a little bit. Downfield passes has hurt Michigan. It seems like I, I really like the corners. I like how physical Michigan's corners can be, can get away with in a lot yep. of ways. They get away with a lot of physicality. They do. But when you get 20 yards downfield, you have those 50-50-ish balls. That's a concern. It it is a concern, and you've seen it through the throughout the year. And it, if you haven't seen it, you're not watching close enough mm-hmm. because the contested catches have become a problem for Michigan secondary. Yep. Where it happened against it happened in the Big Ten championship game a lot actually. Correct, and that I believe that man was, I think a two star. He was either a two star or a, O'Connell or no, no no I mean. They're, they're wide receivers. They're wide receiver. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, I but, can't yeah. think of his name. I'm sorry. Regardless, like, that could be a problem with a lanky, physical, uh, contested catch wide out. Yep. You know, it, had, yep. had we played Marvin Harrison against Ohio State, I don't know what would have happened. Well, no, Marvin Harrison was in. Jackson Smith and Jigbo was out. Okay, I'm sorry. Yep. So, like, Excuse me. But that that's the biggest thing for me that I'm concerned about is 
Marvin Harrison Jr. and then the the other one. Sorry, I can't think of his name right now. The 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 other wide receiver that Julian Fleming is that who put number big four. numbers against Michigan. Uh, I want I want to pull this up here in a second, but like that's my biggest concern with 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 Michigan's pass defense is what why what NFL wide receivers did against you, the the wide the NFL wide receivers that we played. There was very few of them in right. the Big Ten. Right. I would say Jaden Reed. I don't think he had a. He didn't do anything spectacular this year. Last year he did. Um, but then Ohio State put up some some incredible numbers through the air. And we couldn't stop a couple of those wide receivers. Um, so, like, that's when you start looking at um, Quentin Johnson. Johnston, sorry. Not big numbers or anything, but he's 6'4", 215 pounds. He's a, he's an NFL wide receiver. They're talking yes, about him is. in the top 15, potentially, in this draft, depending on how quick wide receivers start going. If he's going to be drafted, and like that's where I'm like a little nervous. The big plays, yep. not necessarily the big fifty-yard touchdown plays, but the third and thirteen big plays. You know what I mean? Correct. Like where you throw up a fifty-fifty ball and make your NFL talent go and get it. The, that uh, concerns me. He's down there somewhere. That mentality. He's down there somewhere. Exactly. You hate that. Hate it. Those if are the things that scare it. you the most. Right. So I did pull up. Sorry, I did. I don't want to pull it up. So is. Uh, Egbuka. Oh, Egbuka. Yep. He had nine catches for 125 yards against Michigan, and then Marvin Harrison had seven catches for 120 yards. Two NFL wide receivers. Eventually, not not next year. They're they're young yet. Those are the guys that you're scared of. Those are the guys that can uh, match Michigan's corner physicality. And, and right. go get those 50-50 balls. You right. know what I mean? Right. And, and just because Quentin Johnston's numbers aren't just uh, OSU numbers doesn't mean he can't have a massive game yep. against our secondary. It can very well happen, and I I don't want it to happen. Bob Karen just, just made a, a great point. And this is, I think, the, the difference maker in this game is they – Michigan pressures the quarterback very well. I don't think they will have enough time to develop the 20-yard plays. That, I think, is the key to this game, is don't let them. You have to get pressure on this quarterback because he's going to the NFL next year. Will, will he be a top three-round three, three round pick? Probably not. I don't think he's going to be anything crazy like that. Right. He's not like the talent that NFL uh, teams are drooling over by any means. Uh, you have a wide receiver that everybody really loves. Obviously, but like, you give him time, he's gonna make a play, and that's something that we learned about him watching him in the the, the Big Twelve. Which I'm not gonna get all uncomfortable in the pants about Big Twelve defenses, Big Twelve quarterbacks. It was just in general, the Big Twelve. I think is <laughs> I'm gonna sound like a Big Ten like slappy here. Do it. And I don't think it's fair this year. That's the hard part, is the Big 12 cannot compete with the Big 10 from from top to bottom. Okay. But then you also look at what the Big 10 did this year, and I'm just like, I think that's kind of what we're going to learn in this matchup is is oh, the yeah. best of the Big 12 right. really that good? Or, or it was like a down Big 10 making Michigan look better than there. Like, there is so much that we're going to learn from this game about the college football t- group as a whole like right. in yeah. my head a big 10 team should pound the f out of a big 12 team yep period end of story yep now 
Mike Morris was out against Purdue. Okay, he's back. He's practicing. And he's back right? and practicing, and I expect him to play. But it did show that he wasn't there because we didn't a get big a difference. whole lot of pressure against and O'Connell. When we, and when we did get pressure, it was far too late. Yeah, because Aiden O'Connell did a very good job of getting the ball out quickly. And his wideouts helped him a lot. Yep. I, th- I think what Michigan does with their pass rush is they get there when it matters most. They're not always putting pressure on them, but when it matters Correct. most, they get there. And yep. and what I think Mike Morris does is he gets there no matter what. He's always there. Yep. In those first and tens, when you, ha- when you have the 20-yard play going downfield, He's in the quarterback's face. He's the one making the difference outside of, all right, it's a pass, pass game. Like you know what I mean? It could be anything, and he, but he's there. That's I think a, a, a massive key. He was out against Ohio State. He's actually been out since. Was it Nebraska that he got hurt? I think it might have yeah, been Nebraska. Yeah, it was. It was like one of those very frustrating moments that when he got hurt because it was like. We don't need him in there, and he was in there. It was yeah. There was a lot, whole lot of that conversation, but um, Jaylen Carey Harrell. jumped in. Sorry, real quick, and then yep. keep, keep your thought. I don't want to interrupt yep. you or just. This might be a changed subject, but just stick with what you got. Bob is right. Our D is solid. It might be Bob or Karen. That might have been Mom's comment. You never know, Carrie. Um, she said, "I'm so excited for this game. Uh, so ready for that to switch." What is that? Did I my, that my reading to switch to nerves. Switch nerves. Yes. No. That's that. Yep. No. She nailed it because I <laughs> am very confident right here on what Tuesday the t- the twenty seventh. Give me Saturday. I'm gonna be freaking nervous all day. Like, oh, see, I might I might get a hotel room for Friday night and just like late checkout twelve o'clock. 12, what what's a late checkout for a hotel? Uh, I should o'clock. get to one. All right. So I should get to one. Yeah. And then I'll just be like. Slowly get home around game time because I'm be nervous wreck all day. I'm be listening to sports talk. Like I'm sorry, Andrea, if you're listening, which you don't, which is perfectly fine. I, I get it. But if <laughs> you, she's you listening, I'm sorry. I, I'm going mood. to be checked out from when I wake up Saturday morning till four o'clock, and then I'll be even more checked out until For eight hours. o'clock. Yep. And then once they win, I'll be. Ready on board to party and have a great time. Smoke a st- cigar. Yeah, hey, baby. Yeah. I'm going to be smoking a stogie for sure. <laughs> Actually, maybe not for sure. I shouldn't say that. Oh, come on, man. I haven't smoked one since. So Micah bought me, Micah and Carrie, I should say. You guys got me a Thermidor. Is that what you call it? Humidor. Humidor. What is a Thermidor? That's an animal or something? Uh, Vacation Sam. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Thermidor. Humidor. I don't know. I feel like I've heard that word before. Humidor from for cigars, not a big cigar guy, yeah. but I'm dabbling in it, and I love yeah. that I have this opportunity. There's, I got you got me a couple, which you know I like. What was the one that I like a lot? Uh, acid blonde, so good, so it's a, good. It's a great easy. Is that the thicker cigar. one or the smaller one? Oh, well, they they make them in different sizes, but I got I got you a, a smaller one and then a larger one of the uh, Olivia Five. Okay, or the which Olivia one's the Victory Stogie on on Saturday? The Victory Stogie, yeah. Oh, the Olivia V. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, for sure. Can't wait. Do I have to cut it and stuff? Yeah, I'll help you. Do I have to punch it? Small, small punch? Either, either, or do pun- I full either cut? punch or V. Don't do a full cut. Don't do a full cut? No. No. Who does a full cut? Uh, Stupid idiots. Italians. Yeah. 
So stupid. Yeah, no, oh, I didn't mean that. Hey. We have a good following in Italy, so I don't <laughs> want to like hurt their feelings or anything. Um, back to football talk, though. Um, no, Jalen Harrell has been in the backfield religiously, and then late in the, th- you know, third quarter, maybe early in the third quarter, in the last you know six games, Yabi Oki has been a name to be reckoned with. Yep, and I he's agree. coming back for another year, so um, another staple on the end there. And with Mike Morris back, I do have a lot more faith that we're going to have more pressure than we've had on QBs, in, you know, in the last, you know, four games without Mike Morris there. So, well pointed out, Bob. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm on. I'm halfway through page one of my of the six pages that that you provided here for this matchup, but another thing that we got to keep an eye on as Michigan fans that I think is concerning is. The legs of Duggan. Um, he's 13. Sorry. Nope. I'm in the wrong spot here. Um, Duggan. Uh, Dugan. Did we ever agree on what, what? Duggan. Duggan. Teach me how to Duggan. Teach me how to Duggan. All right. Duggan's 194 scramble yards on 26 scrambles, ranks 24th nationally, and are 31 more yards than anyone Michigan has faced this season. Maryland's. Holia Tagovailoa is second with 163 yards on 22 scrambles, which I think his stats would be way higher if he started every game. He went through some injuries. He got yep. um, cut, or like not cut, but um, pulled a few times. He's more of the running quarterback. And like my first worry was, oh my gosh, Maryland, they did a number on us. Like they were running the ball. They did this, they did that. Uh, Tagovailoa, he had some crazy rushing yards against us. So, I did pull up where, where did I, I don't know where I wrote it down. He had four carries for 20 yards. Why did I think that was so much more than it, than it was? First of all, did did that it, come to your mind as well? Oh, yeah. The stra- scrambling quarterback scares yeah. us and yeah. stuff? It really doesn't. You, you know what? I've been, I've been so jaded by Don Brown's defense. It sinks down deep. It cuts so deep. Nice on a podcast. Sorry. <laughs> no, Don Brown's defense still lingers in my mind. Yeah, as, as a oh, you know, it's going to happen again. Here we go. It's way different. You know now. what? I gotta, I gotta bury that because it ain't like that anymore. But it not like it can't happen. Yep. So Duggan is dangerous, he, and he plays, he plays on a better team. He plays in a better half of mm, a better overall system as as you know if you're looking at maryland you know the 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 teams they play i mean besides you know obviously the you know the three or four perpetually good teams yeah tcu in a high-flying big 12 conference it, it does worry me more than tagovailoa so it's interesting that you said that a high flying conference which i look at the big 12 and say that constantly like i that's my perspective of the big 12 i look at their their biggest games that that uh tcu played in it was kansas state obviously they played them twice they won 34 17 a lot of scoring they lost 31 28 but then you really look at who who's the second best team in your mind for the conference because my mind goes right to Texas. Yep. Either. I think what they did to Alabama, what they did 
in general, like their highs were really high, but their lows were low enough that really hurt them. I think they're the second best team in this conference, if yep. not the best, honestly. Seventeen to ten. Now, I, love I didn't that. sit and watch that a okay. whole lot. Like I don't remember if if Quinn Ewers played. I don't remember who was in, who was out, any of that kind of stuff. But I look at a seventeen to ten game, seventeen ten win against Texas. Nothing impressive. It's not impressive. It's not high scoring. It's not like you look at that and it's like, man, they're you know that their defense isn't like, oh yeah. Like it's not like Iowa's defense. Anything like that. Right. You're looking at a matchup here for Michigan that I think an offense can look really good against mediocre defenses. Mm-hmm. But their offense can also look bad against true power five talent like a Texas team. Seventeen right. points against Texas. I would say Texas is about as close as you can get defensively. I know Kansas State has a pretty good defense as well. But I would say they're about as close as the Big Ten type play as you can get, if that makes sense. Yep. Uh, for, from, like, talent-wise is basically where, where I'm going at. Yeah, so so interestingly enough, in that Texas game, TCU, they dominated time of possession. 37 minutes to 22 minutes. Wow. Interesting. And it only ended up 17-10. And that's where I just look at what Michigan does is is I don't think they can get dominated like that, time of possession-wise. That's one thing that Michigan, hands down, has always done all yep. season long, last yep. couple of years, was dominated time of possession. They do. They do it on the ground. They pound teams. They wear teams out. Yes, they do. On both sides of the ball. It's, an, it's crazy what they can do. And that's where I'm just like – I think the matchup is there. And this is exactly why, as Michigan fans, we looked at the when, – when we saw TC, or, uh, yeah, TCU lose to Kansas State in the, the, the championship game where – their championship – the Big 12 championship game where we're like, oh, we're going to have to play Ohio State. We're going to have to do this. And it's not that we're afraid of Ohio State, which I am, but not that everybody's afraid of Ohio State. It is the matchup fits yeah. what we want for Michigan fans. So, So – one stat I don't have, I couldn't find it, and I don't know how to even say it other than both of these teams are second-half teams. And yeah. I, and I have heard yep. that you did text religiously that to me. Yep. throughout the season, and now we're here. And I, I, I just I couldn't find a stat. It sounds ridiculous, but couldn't find one. It's That is very interesting to me that – Clearly, I mean, TCU was getting absolutely manhandled by Kansas State. In that, that Big 12 championship game. Right. Was, should not have been an overtime game. No, not at all. Now, take that to this weekend when you know that Michigan is a second-half team. They, you know, they, they score on the first drive, typically, mm-hmm. and then lay an egg or so for you know a, a quarter, quarter and a half, and then really kick it into gear. And TCU does something similar, so it's going to be very interesting in that second it half. It is, yeah. I, that's a that's a really good point. So I did. Let's get through some of the the, the matchups here. Yep. And then we'll just kind of some stats here. So scoring offense, Michigan is seventh at forty point one points per game. TCU just ahead of them, sixth at forty point three points per game. Passing offense, this is a huge discrepancy here. Michigan ninety third. In the country at 210.5 yards per game against TCU's 25th at 273 yards per game. 
All right, that seems like a huge discrepancy here. Are you worried about Michigan's passing game with J.J. McCarthy? No. Me I, either. I, Me either. And that, I think, is such... That is a huge discrepancy there from 95th to 25th. Or, sorry, so, 93rd to 25th. As far but as a I'm ranking... I'm not worried about that at all. As far as a ranking, but then you look at the actual yards per game, there's not that large of a gap, Sam. That's a good point. You know, you're... you're well, I mean, you're, 210 to 273. It, like, it, it doesn't sound like a lot. It kind of is a lot. But we have a comment here. No, not worried about it. JJ. 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 That's exactly where I'm at. I think JJ McCarthy, he just got, what, six years older in the last month, probably, with how long we've been sitting here waiting for the big, for the college football playoff. I think he can probably drink now. He probably has facial hair now. Like, he just, he aged so much in this last, since we saw him last. Like, you never know what's. What he's going to do. No. His first chess hair. J.J. McCarthy is... He, he 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 is so good. For the people that aren't Michigan fans, I get that you're going to hear Michigan fans be like, oh, J.J. McCarthy, blah, 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 this. He is everything that this team has needed in a long time. I love what Cade McNamara did last year, leading us to the Big Ten Championship, all of that kind of stuff. There's such a big difference. The stats aren't different. There is a massive difference Leadership. in this quarterback compared to the other one. There's Leadership, something different. There's something different. 100%. You know, I, I don't know how much this carries into the locker room, onto the field, but I can only imagine it's quite a bit. But there's, I think there is a major character difference. Now, I don't know these gentlemen personally. Do you? I mean, uh, I mean no, Ryan did. He he saw him play <laughs> Cornhole, so he knows <laughs> right. him very well. Um, no, I, I think the way J.J. carries himself, he has um, this, this um, swag, confidence, humbleness. I, I don't even know great how to describe it. I, it really is. <laughs> No, you're exactly and, right. And and he, and he wraps all of that up with athleticism. He Look, this is going to sound very Michigan, you know what? Like just Slappy. going hard on him. He is exactly what I would want out of Caleb Williams. So much athleticism. Yeah. So yep. much confidence. But what Caleb Williams doesn't have, like, and I thought about this the other day. And I'm going to compare him to the Heisman Trophy winner, if you're okay with that. That's fine. He'll be in the Heisman race next year, so. I truly believe that. J.J. McCarthy draws a smiley face on his hand. Did you read this today? I have no idea why. No, I have no idea why he does it. Oh, my it. gosh. Tell me why real quick. Go for it. And then I'm no, going to finish I, my I have to look it up. Okay. Sorry, go All on. All right. He draws a smiley face on his hand. And he is... A leader from start to finish. You see that as a Michigan fan. You should see it from a, as, from another fan's perspective. He draws that. What does Caleb Williams draw in his hand? It's not in it, his hand. It's it, on his, on his fingernails. Finger. It was he F- draws Utah. F-U-C-K the other team every time. That is a 
very talented player that wins the Heisman, blah, blah, blah. I get it. He's probably going to be a highly drafted player, and I get all of those things. But that's not a leader. And I think that's one thing that we saw with USC is when things went bad, what did he do? His limp got worse. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt more. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. He might very well be hurt. I'm not going to buy into that. What do you see with J.J. McCarthy is a true leader. He leads this team. He, from the bad, from the good, all of those things, he puts it all together, and he is very steady. He is very confident. Yep. He is very humble. All of these things, usually that you see in hockey players, which he is, he is all. he's a hockey player as a quarterback. <laughs> Love that. Love it. Love it. And so going back to the passing game, I'm not worried about 95th or 93rd or whatever it is versus 25th overall. I'm not worried about that. I still think we have the better passing game. I do. Whether the rankings say it or not, that's where I'm at. But what were you going to say for the the smiley face? Yeah. Did you find it? Yeah, it's a quick quick story, okay? So he says, my sophomore year in high school, my first loss as a starting QB, game was not so good. I had a couple of picks. Things weren't going my way. After the game, I was signing autographs, and this little girl came up to me. Wait, was this as a sophomore? Is that what he said? Sophomore? Signing autographs? In in high school. What a stud. Right? Love this guy. So after the game, I was signing autographs, and this little girl came up to me, and she was drilling me with questions. Why were you so mad out there? You looked too upset out there. Why weren't you having fun? He said, you know, I was like, I don't know. I didn't have a good game. She said, you need to smile more, and she drew a smiley face on my hand. and With the marker that he was signing? Oh, my gosh. And he, he said it was such a profound moment. Just how simple it was. Maybe a seven-year-old girl telling me that. I wrote it on my hand for the rest of the games, kind of took that message to heart, and we went undefeated from there. Subtle way to promote positivity in this world. And he's been doing it ever since. I've never had a bigger crush on a human being. All right. Outside of my wife, obviously. Than J.J. McCarthy. I love J.J. McCarthy. I love that kid. And Andrea talks about it. She goes, Man, he's cute. Like, and he's just got like a big smile on his face all the time. She goes, "He's having fun." Like, yeah. it, it is. Oh, yeah. It is cool to see when you have people making comments that have no idea anything about sports, saying there's something different about him. Yeah. Yep. Love it. I love it. I hope he goes to the Lions and has a great, great career. I'm just gonna <laughs> say that right now. All right. Rushing offense, Michigan, sixth, 243 yards per game to TCU, 200. Pretty even matchup there. Total offense, 27th, Michigan, 453, 16th, uh, 473 for, for the TCU. Sacks allowed, Michigan, 16th, 13 total sacks allowed. TCU, 54th, have allowed 23. Turnovers lost, Michigan. This could be a huge game or a huge part of the game is turnovers like every other football game in this world. Turnovers lost. Michigan is third. Seven lost only uh, to TCU's seventh at ten lost. So not not crazy difference there. I don't know. Like red zone offense. Oh. Michigan fifth, 93.7% to TCU's 80th, 81.38. That could be a huge difference. Not only scoring, but touchdowns. You Creating skip- touchdowns is huge. You skipped over a stat. I didn't want to read, didn't want to admit to you. Third down? Yep. Third down conversion. Michigan at 16th with TCU right there at 52nd. I know it's I know TCU is right 52nd. I get it. That's still that's still concerning for me with Duggan at quarterback. I I I don't care how people look at that ranking of 52nd. I just don't like that they're sitting there 
with someone with legs, someone with an arm. They've got an NFL wideout on the outside. It makes me nervous. I'm not going to lie. It does. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'm I'm not extremely confident. Like, I'm just kind of like, I should be confident because of all yeah. of these reasons. Yep. Because of, I mean, but we watch these games with maize and blue glasses. I right. get that. Right. Thing. They're probably sitting there. I mean, like, we can do this. We got this. We got that. I get it. It, it happens. But, like, I think the really nuts and bolts of this is we're going to learn about the conferences. How good or how top-heavy is the Big Ten, I think, is what we're going to learn. Is Ohio State right. really good? Right. Is Michigan really good? Or were they just really good and really bad Big Ten? Same with the Big 12. Here you are. Is Texas Christian University just another Cincinnati? Just another Boise State? That's Teams that are question. like really good, but then when they play really good football teams, a combination of really highly talented football teams and really well-coached football teams, is that when they're going to get exposed? That's what I think we want to see. And that's what I think we hope we're going to see with Michigan is we're looking at the the Alabama-Cincinnati matchup last year. That's right. what we got right. with this 2-3 matchup, Michigan-TCU. Michigan better prove that. That's the biggest thing. Is like I want to say like all of these reasons why I should be nervous and all of that. I'm not. I'm very confident. I am. And that also scares the crap out of me because, like, why? Why? Because I think the Big Ten is that much better than Big 12. That's basically the only reason, right? Because you look at the stats. We just named a bunch of them. It's a pretty even matchup. Yeah. But you're looking at competition. Michigan, I believe, has played better overall competition in the Big Ten, I'm hoping, than the Big 12. Right. Then yeah. they did with Texas. Then they did with Kansas State twice. And to be honest, you look at the game before the Michigan Texas Christian University game it is Alabama Kansas State. What are we going to learn with that? How good is Kansas State? Yep. We will know heading into this game. All right, are we really really nervous? Or are we just like, oh, this is exactly why. This is exactly why I thought the Big Twelve wasn't any good. <laughs> That's it. You know what I mean? Like, by the time that game That's goes, true. we're just going to be like, oh, we already know what it's got. Or we're going to be like, oh, my mother effing goodness, <laughs> this is not going to end well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're going to have our hands in our face of nervousness, or we're going to be six bush lights deep. Oh, be like, oh yeah. Let's go. So when's, when's New Year's Eve? Right. <laughs> when, midnight? <laughs> All right. I'll see you then. You know what I mean? Like, this is... I, I think know. I feel we're going to learn a lot in that game before the Michigan. I think TCU. as we start, you know, quickly approaching Saturday, and once we get to Saturday, I think the 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 nerves of the unknown that we haven't faced a Big Twelve team is going to start getting to me. Like I, yeah, like right now I comparing feel, the conferences, like, I'm like, a little nervous about that. I am. Like I kind of look at it on paper, like okay, we we're going to go through all these numbers. You know, we're probably going to come out. At the end, kind of thinking the same thing, like Michigan's got the edge, we can win, and by the time Saturday comes, it's like, uh, you know, does TCU really have? Are they gonna? Are they gonna pull one yeah. on us? You know, I'll tell you something right now. Tuesday, vacation, Sam. Way more confident than Saturday. 
<laughs> Sam sure, will be. Sure. I am super confident. But when that game starts, when that game is going to start, like when we're getting ready for that around like eight o'clock in the morning, like RBVs, um, maybe some mimosas. I don't know what we're gonna do yet. We'll, <laughs> so we'll talk that off air. Like oh, when all of this start, starts happening, I'm be like, I'm gonna get those nerves. And by four o'clock, which feels like an early game, which is nice. When you got the earlier, earlier time slot compared to the play, it's going to take so long to get to four o'clock. Yep, I am going to just be pacing. I'm going to have six thousand steps <laughs> by noon because I'm just, like, oh, just in the garage. Or Seriously. your or your fort. Yeah, my fort. I'll be in my fort just sitting there, like oh, I'm going to listen to sports talk, like oh, preview this, preview that. I don't know. It's just going to be interesting. Um, the comment here: uh, we forced turno- some turnovers. Uh, in the red zone with Ohio State, let's do it again. Red zone is going to be super important because, look, yep. I, we give Travel a really hard time. I love giving Travel a hard time with his red zone. Uh, we need to kick it touchdowns, not field goals. He's been saying that for ages. I get all of those things. You just can't come up empty. You cannot come up empty. And I believe Moody will allow us to not come up empty, even outside, really just inside the 50 at that point. I Money think our special teams could be be a huge point. Um, with this kicking a 50-yard field goal, um, making it rather than TCU missing a 40-yard field goal. You know what right, I mean? Like that, right. I think, is on the table and could be a huge momentum swinger. Um, but I don't know. Like, are, were there any other stats that stood out to you that you wanted to, j- to jump on here real quick? Yeah, so TCU is 10-2 and when allowing less than five yards per rush since 2021. Okay, so can they do it? You know, that is the question. But I then look over on the other side, back to our team, I look at those big men up front and go, this is where... Whether they won it or not, did they win the the offensive line trophy again this year? So the back-to-back years, they won it, right? They beat Georgia out for that? Yeah. So it was that versus them in, in Georgia, right? Nobody in the Big Ten has this type of offensive line. Nope. And outside close. of B. John Robinson, nobody has a running back like Donovan Edwards in the Big 12. Nope. That's where this team is going to win this game. Period. End of story. They are going to mother F them, punch them in the mouth time and time again. I know that's arrogant Big Ten take. I get all of that. That's why we didn't invite Jarrett on here tonight now that he's in town because we didn't want <laughs> to have that SEC Big Ten argument even though we're having the Big 12 Big Ten argument. Whether the Big 12 is overall deeper than the Big Ten or not, the high-end side of the Big Ten is better, way better than the Big 12. Period. End of story. In the trenches is how these football games are won. We saw it on the opposite side of Michigan last year when we played Georgia. They won that game in the trenches. Huh. They dominated that game in the you trenches, which made them allow that game downfield and just big play after big play. Michigan will have that. They will do it either through the air or through the or the ground game. They will have that, period, end of story. That's so, why I'm not nervous. So you kind of played into my next piece there. Do it. Run with it. Michigan is undefeated at... At twenty-two and zero, when averaging more than five yards on first down plays, 
since 2021. They're, uh, this team is designed <clears throat> to get five yards of carry. They are. Oh, I know. I, the offensive line. Like I'm not even talking about Donovan Edwards at this point or the running game or the running backs or quorum being out. I'm talking about this offensive line. Yep. And one thing that this offensive line does, and I don't know the name of the coach, the offensive line coach, Sherelle but they Moore. scheme so well. So well. You saw that in the, the Michigan-Ohio State game last year. Not so much this year necessarily because you didn't have to do scheme your way through it. Last year's scheme, it wasn't the big plays like Donovan Edwards got this year. It was the, oh, yeah, we're going to get eight yards. Sorry, first first and ten, yeah, we're going to get eight yards on this run. And then we're going to get another six. And then we're going to get another eight. And then we're going to get a one. And then we're going to get nine. Like, that's how they did They schemed their way to easily get these rushing yards. That's what right. Michigan does better than really anybody that I've seen this year. Even better than Georgia. Yeah, they may have a very good offense line. I'm not going to get into that. We'll get into that probably next week when they're gonna we're previewing that game. Zing. That's what this team does. Is they are they are physical, physical, they and punch you in the mouth, and they are very s- schematically. Is that the, did I say that right? Schematically, vacation Sam. <laughs> very good offensively. Really, they're, just in the trenches on both sides. Yes. So, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know if I hijacked your conversation with the. No, you didn't. Did I? Did I improve? Like, did we? We did a good job. Like Te- just mixing. Dude, it's all about the team, the team, the team. You know that. Love it. Was there any more into this game that you wanted to to, to talk about, or do you just no. want to give our predictions? Ooh. Kind of throwing you for a loop here. Yeah, yeah, you. You are, are not ready yeah. for this. So, what is your I, prediction for? Michigan TCU. Um, my my prediction is this this game is going to be like a majority of the games that has happened this year for Michigan offensively. They're going to make a halftime adjustment. The defense is it, it, it is it's a blueprint of what we've done all year. It, it is not anything different. Now X is, X knows I I couldn't tell you. You know, you, you say it often, I'm not an X's and O's guy, same here. Um, I just know that we do make adjustments on both sides of the ball. And the defense, I mean, it is like, it's like boa constrictor coming out in the second half. I mean, the defense is suffocating every single game. I expect that this year, this game, um, Offensively, I, I expect them to start running away with this game. You know, end of the third quarter, lay into the fourth, and foot on the gas and show the country that we are not messing around. Um, Score wise, I think we were talking about it earlier this week. Um, I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to go with a 35 17. 35-17. You know, I, uh, originally I was going to say I was going to say 35-28, but I don't think it'll be that close. This game, this matchup reminds me a lot. I'm not going to say Maryland. I know that's the easy way to 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 compare it. This game reminds me a lot of Purdue. The Big 10 Championship game. It really does. Sure. 
team-wise, it might not match up perfectly, and I get that. But what I think Michigan's going to do is just, we will know from the get-go, Michigan is the better team. We will. It'll be obvious. I think they will dominate both sides of the ball, trenches-wise. There might be a couple big plays that uh, TCU has that kind of like changes the stats. Yep. But I look at this Purdue game, and, and I want to compare some of, some of the stats here, is it looked really bad at times, but they only had 90 rushing yards. They did have 366 passing yards. A lot of it was in garbage time. A lot of it was actually early on, too. Like, it was just big play after big play. And I think they're going to have a couple of those. That hurts Michigan. Michigan's confidence, if you will, is like, oh, oh, is this game closer than we're going to think? No, we're going to sure. dominate this game from start to finish, but the 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 stats might look even. Time of possession might look even. There are times in this game that will be like, whoa, they're only within a score, if you will, but or we're down, if you will, but it will never be questionable who's going to win this game. I think Michigan's going to win this game 45 to 20. I think Michigan's going to okay. pour on towards the end. I think they're not afraid to do that. We all know that style points do matter to, to, to Harbaugh. He wants people to know, yeah, we dominated this game, but we didn't win by 10. We dominated this game and won by 20. We won this game by 25. All of that kind of yeah. stuff matters. Jim's going for jugular at this point. He, he wants, whether it's a a national title this year or not, he wants people to know that Michigan's Michigan is has arrived because I think there's still that doubt. There was still that doubt heading into the Michigan Ohio State game who the better team was. Ohio State, there were times heading into that matchup that they were like a 14 point favorite. And then it kind of slowly dim, like dwindled down, and I think it ended up around seven, seven and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. Jim doesn't want any of that BS anymore. He wants people to know we are the better team. We will prove that we're the better team. Yep. I think he's ready to just pile on in this type of game. I could not agree with you more because... What was the score that I said? Sorry, I want to write it down. You said... uh, 45-20? Oh, you said 20. Sorry. Um, This epiphany I just had is... Okay. Jim got close to winning a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Jim has been... Close to winning a national title. Jim has been close to a national title. Jim has been completely embarrassed by... Big Ten media, by the way his team performed in 2020. I think this man is, he's been humbled. He's incredibly hungry to prove that him and his staff and his team can win a title. Not a Big Ten title anymore. Just be there. Not just be part of the conversation. Right. Do it. Go do it. He wants to win the meaningful game. The game. We, yeah. we we have we have now been to and passed the Big Ten title game. That is step one. Now he's got a second opportunity after getting embarrassed by an all-decade team in Georgia last year. This man is hungry. Hey, I didn't win a Super Bowl. I was close. We got embarrassed by Georgia last year in the semis. Now let's go beat TCU, pound them into the ground, and he wants Kirby more than ever right now. Yep. And wants to prove to the world 
that he, me, Jim, can win. Love it. (laughs) That's just a perfect transition. We're moving on. From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. (laughs) I said we're moving on. We're really not moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. We're talking college football. And what we're talking about is the OSU-Georgia game. Look, nobody that listens to this podcast gives a flying F about the X's and O's of this game. Nope. What do we care about? We care about who could we potentially play. That's where I want to focus on with this college football discussion. I want to start with the, the OSU-Georgia game. I want to, to end it with kind of talking about some of the other bowl games that are, are somewhat interesting. We already talked a little bit about how, what a joke bowl games are, but I kind of want to finish that conversation there. So the OSU-Georgia game, I want to get what do you expect to see and then what do you want to see, if that makes sense. So based mm-hmm. on what we know of OSU, what we know of Georgia, what do, you, what do you expect to see heading into this game? Because I think that there's a lot of people that could see multiple things happening. But I want to know what we're feeling here in the state of Michigan based on two teams that we really hate. Probably our two most hated teams right now because of what we did, what happened against Georgia last year. Yep. And then obviously OSU is, is OSU still. So what do you think is going to see between these two most hated teams right now in the state okay, of Michigan? Okay, let- let me just put it to you bluntly here. I think OSU's star-studded secondary is not good. Yeah. And I think Stetson Bennett is probably going to tear him apart. Pick him apart, right? Honestly. He's going to I think one thing that Georgia does well is they and, and this is going to sound this might be a little overstatement here. Okay. But they build Belichick teams better than a lot of other teams, and I think that's one thing that Alabama has done very well is they okay. build Belichick teams by, yeah, you're really good at this, but we're going to take that away and make you play completely other game. And I think, I think what we're going to see with Georgia is it's not necessarily downfield. It's going to be that Washington kid, that tight end. Is that his name? Washington, stud, stud tight end that people were talking about as a from Georgia. From Georgia, I think he's just going to just ball. Brock, Brock Bowers. Is that his name? Who's oh wait, is Washington the Notre Dame guy? Sorry, yeah, Brock Bowers, you're right. I, I get those two confused. Two top tight ends in the draft, in my opinion. Bowers in, in Washington. Yeah. Brock Bowers is going to have a heyday against this team. That's where I think is really going to be the difference, is every single third and six, they're going to make it look so easy against OSU. That's my opinion of what I think is going to happen. But then I also look at what Ohio State has done. Um I think what they did against Michigan is eye-opening. I already talked about the wide receivers that had incredible games. C.J. Stroud. I look at what we've what what Ohio State has gone through in the last seventeen weeks or whatever it is since the Michigan Ohio State game. Yep. If Ryan Day is worth a damn as a as a college football coach, he's going to have this team show up and play their best football. And now that's where I wonder. Ohio State's best football can beat Georgia's good football because Ohio On State's both best sides? Ohio State's best football could probably beat 
anybody in this country, in my opinion. When they're playing their best football, they are freaking unbelievable. We've seen it. But when they're not playing their best football, let's just say that they go from A football to B football, which we haven't seen yet this year. That's what I'm wondering. What is their B football? Because I think we've seen A football, we've seen C football. When they were playing their A football against Michigan, they looked like the better team, hands down. It looked like we were about to get destroyed in that game. They dropped all the way down to C football. And whether it was what Michigan did or what Ohio State did, I get all, like, we don't need to get into that. That's what I want to know is can they play B football and keep them in that game, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm looking up stats here on NCAA, okay? Um, Right now, total offense, Ohio State and Georgia sit 7-8. and Very similar production. I mean, would the national media media tell you that? Because, I mean, C.J. Stroud is second coming of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with a hard pass on that. And – Tennessee actually owns that right there. Now looking at so total defense though, <laughs> Michigan sits at third, and then you have Georgia at eight, and Ohio okay. State at eleven. So I mean, and that's where I think we're going to learn a lot about the conferences. Yep, because everybody talks about how good the SEC is, and I think look, I, I've I've said over the past couple of years. What are we, almost year three of this podcast, um, 186 episodes in. We, I've talked about how I think the Big Ten has been deeper. And the high-end talent of, of the SEC has been clearly better, winning national titles, and I get that. But I think that has switched this year, in my opinion, is I think the SEC is deeper, where I, I, I'm not sure that their high-end is as good as the Big Ten's high end. And I think that's what we're going to learn in this matchup. I, I hate going conference to conference because I think it's kind of silly argument and stuff. But what I think we're going to learn is, is talent-wise the best Big Ten talent-wise team as good as the best talent-wise Georgia, or like SEC team? I think we're going to learn a lot here. I think they're, I think Kirby Smart is a proven coach. I think Ryan Day is a wannabe proven coach. He hasn't proven it yet. There's a lot to be answered in this matchup, and I'm going to sit back with my stogie and just laugh at what we're watching, whether it's Ohio State dominating or winning, and I'll be like, oh, Big Ten, baby. So much better than SEC. Come on. Or I'll be like, Ohio State has really lost something, and (laughs) we can move on from Ryan Day, right? Like, He's not the second coming, right? Like this isn't <laughs> this isn't a big deal. The handoff did not go well from Urban to Ryan Day. I'm going to be so swimming. Michigan takes care of business. Vacation Sam has nothing on what New Year's Eve Sam is going to be <laughs> that night. I'm telling you what, I'm gonna be sitting back just being like, oh, not worrying. Just you and I are going to be on. Another level Saturday if things go as planned. I'm gonna have two mimosas, <laughs> three RBVs, and I'm just gonna go to like Bushlight or something the rest of the way. Like, I'm just gonna Holy have to go cow. light beer. Oh yeah, I'm be, I'm gonna be feeling it. Whether I'm gonna be angry <laughs> or just this is awesome. 
That's a good plan. <laughs> when is the You're national be title? The same thing. When is I shouldn't? I'm not even gonna ask when. The, I'm assuming it's a Monday, right? Because because college football yeah, stupid. I, yeah, I looked it up one time and I uh, don't remember. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, getting back to the Georgia OSU game. What do you want to happen? I want Georgia. You it, want Georgia? I, I want Georgia, but it's not because I'm scared to play Ohio State again. I I wouldn't mind. Like the way I look at it, I, I'm I'm a realistic guy when it comes to kind of like the the sports of like what I want to have happen. Like, hey, you know, like say say my team wins or loses, I'm I'm sitting in the moment going, well, what's done is done. Like my team better get their head in the game for the next game. I don't care yeah. who it is, but what I want, I want Georgia, and I want to beat Georgia so damn bad. I look at it in two different ways of what I want to happen, and it has nothing to do with this this week. Nothing to do with this week. If Michigan's going to lose in the national championship, that's where I'm going. I'm I'm moving on. Honestly, and I know I, I'm nervous to do it. We're, I'm moving on to the national championship. Okay. And I look at this as two things. Who am I okay to lose to? I'm okay to lose to Georgia. And this might be a pessimistic side, and I get that. This might be a n- nervous Nancy, is that what they call it? Nervous Nancy type, type, type yeah. Sam here. If we're going to lose, it freaking better be to Georgia. If we are going to win, first of all, I don't care who it's against. Second of all, if you could guarantee me a national championship win, what is it, a week from Monday? Probably. To do that to Ohio State would give me a permanent, you know what? Like that would <laughs> be. This table will absolute, be raised. This table will be not even usable. <laughs> It'll be so. <laughs> imbalanced of it's what's true. happening. If uh, you could guarantee me a national championship win, sign me up for Ohio State and make that happen. But, but okay. if we are going to lose this game in the national championship, yeah. I'll be okay to be like, all right, we lost to Georgia again. They're going through this dynasty type type moment. I'm okay with that. But if we lose to a freaking Ohio State in the national championship after we just wipe yep. the floor of them in Columbus, that's where I'm going to be bitter. That's where you're going to get bitter, Sam. You know what I mean? Like, I will be oh. absolutely bitter to lose to that team in that moment. Yeah, I did that. I will be rowing the boat with you. In I will. Like, and that's hatred. where I'm just like, yep. I don't want the bitterness. So. I agree. I will be ecstatic. If we beat Georgia in the national championship, I will be ecstatic. If we beat Ohio State in the national championship, I'll be a little higher, a little excited. But if we lose to Ohio State in this time, in this moment, I'm not sure I can survive that. I'm not sure I can cope with that. So, in a nutshell, I want Georgia to win because I want that 50 50. I'll feel good. Yeah. Not good. I don't want to say good. Well, I right. will feel <laughs> satisfied either way, if that makes sense. If yeah. we lose to Georgia, it is what it is. If we lose to Ohio State, I will be, I will be a mess. But if you yep. can guarantee me a win, sign me up. We're playing Ohio State. We're kicking their you know what's again, and we can just 
you know what on their on their grave. That would make me the ultimate Sam. So, ranking wise, number one, I want to beat Ohio State in the national championship and just have a freaking blast. Number two, beat Georgia in the national championship, and it would be an amazing feeling yeah. as well. Probably make those one two, <laughs> just winning that. But like, you know what? You know what I'm saying? I hope I'm making sense. <laughs> It makes sense to me, but I'm all here just sitting here as vacation, Sam. That I don't know I, if it makes sense. I know what you're saying. If you could um, guarantee me a national championship victory, put me against Ohio State, even though my heart might not survive leading up to it. My heart's not going to survive either way. Let's just move on. Listen, but, like, but if we're gonna if we're gonna lose a national championship, sign me up for Georgia. I want to lose to Georgia. The, <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. I'm sorry. I know it's. Not fair to people, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> so, in a nutshell, I want to play Georgia in the national championship. How do I, I don't want to play Ohio State. Okay, how do I keep this PG? Okay. <laughs> you don't have to if Gosh. you don't want to. I like I'm to. I'm sorry. You don't have Listen, to. Listen, we, we were talking about, like, pitching a tent, doing all this funny stuff like with, guys. like, be- beating Ohio State in the national championship. If like if we go to the national championship with Georgia and beat them, like it 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 wouldn't be like a pitch in the tent, like this table's all goofed up and stuff. I I like like I I would be like the old guy in the locker room walking around with like the largest hammer, just completely butt naked, with all the confidence in the world, and no one has as much confidence as I do. Yeah, like I I don't even know what to say. Like we just. You know, like, I am... Just the I am, thought of it makes you, like, a little bit, right? Okay, well, oh, the, <laughs> the Georgia wasn't the Georgia last year. You're right. And it doesn't matter. We're the national champions, and we just beat, apparently, the best team in the land. And I, so I am good. the old, ugly man in the locker room with the biggest hammer, and I am the damn man. Yeah. Wearing a Michigan shirt. Gosh. I just just win. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yep. that's kind of where I'm at. Like, just just win. Just win Saturday, and then we can discuss it. Because I don't know what I want. I honestly don't know what I want. Obviously, I want a national title. That's number one. That's, like. That's where my hopes lie. That's it. Yeah. I, sure. Yeah. We, we laid out our scenarios. That's where we're at. <laughs> Just win. I'll see you on Saturday, buddy. What's your prediction? <laughs> What's your prediction for Ohio State, Georgia? That's the game of the day, honestly. That is, oh, I cannot wait to just sit back with my stogie and just watch those guys battle out to play Michigan. But what's your prediction for it? 28-10. For Georgia? Yep. It's actually a perfect prediction, but I'm going to add a little, couple more points to it Okay, for both teams. 32-17. Never in doubt. Never in doubt for Georgia. I like it. And then we'll see you next week. <laughs> Ready to yeah, preview baby. the national title. Michigan. I'm going to be on 
I don't even know what Georgia. <laughs> it's not even Cloud Nine. I don't know what you'd call it. Just the I fact that no they idea. will be there or should be there or hopefully will be there. Yep. Is absolutely insane. What we went through in 2020, there were a lot of haters. Trav, friend of the show, was anti-Harbaugh. Like he was like, no, I'm not sure. Y'all How many anti-Harbaugh fans were there? There were. It was. It, it felt 50-50. It might not have been 50-50. Mm-hmm. It felt 50-50 as a Michigan fan. I was big Harbaugh supporter. I thought he had it. I thought he had the vision. And I said that. I don't remember where you were at, to be honest with you. We may have been the worst team. It felt awful. It felt okay, really awful. Record-wise, probably not. The way we were playing, how we had zero identity, nothing to go off of. I love that word when it comes to football. Identity. I love yeah. that. At least I should say that in, in football and hockey. Identity. Yep. Maybe basketball kind of falls into that. They no. have an identity. Ha. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure what it is other than trenches. They dominate the trenches. Yep. Like, I, I'm not sure if they're an offensive team. I'm not sure if they're a defensive team because they're a freaking great team. I, In my lifetime, <clears throat> obviously in my adult years, you have a, a much better understanding as – players as opposed to coaching and identity, culture, all this stuff. But in my lifetime, I have never, ever been happier with coaching. The things that I hear come out of coaches' mouths, the way, the way they carry themselves in post-game conferences, in the things they say about the team, the players, the culture – I mean, prove me wrong. Yeah, I love I love the culture. I love what people are saying, and I hope it's real. That's the biggest thing is I hope it's real. I hope it's real. I, I still have that in last. the back of my head of is Harbaugh really in it for the long haul, or is he going to explore this and that? And like that still makes me nervous. We'll get into that another day. I mean, we don't need to get into that today, but that still is in the back of my head because of what he did last year. Unfortunately, and that really. Yep bothers me of what the identity is of this program. I I love what this program is. It freaking better continue. That's where I'm at. And now I know Harbaugh has said, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm, I'm staying here at Michigan. I'm not going to explore this. I'm not going to explore that. He said that before. And that's where I'm just like, it okay. freaking better happen. Why is he the second best odds to land the Broncos job? That drives me nuts. Nope. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> so, Sorry. maybe we can get into this. Do you, do you want to get into it now? We are going to get into it right, right freaking now. Look at the color difference when you add yeah. ice to it. It is insane. It's crazy. It's so much better <laughs> with ice. I'm sorry, guys. You were wrong. Not that you listen. <laughs> Nobody listens. If Hey, any of my hockey guys, if you guys are listening, text me right now and I'll bring you a Coors Lake because I know that's what you guys like. I'll... I'll I'll get you whatever you want. Just tell me. So They're not listening. That's why I know that I can do this. If you guys listen, let me know. And I'll buy you something. So I, I'm not sure exactly where where the odds come from. 
for Jim Harbaugh to the Broncos. Okay, they're just looking to make money. They're looking for people to put money on it and switch it. But go on. The what? Jim Harbaugh makes sense for the Broncos and Russell Wilson article from Sports Illustrated comes from who? It comes from Albert Breer, who is a Buckeye to the core and oh, yeah. absolutely despises everything Michigan. And there was there was a post that um, one of the Michigan authors made about the timeline of Albert Breer and the things he has posted thus far and then finishes off he dots his eye with that article right there. A, this guy's an abs- this guy's an absolute dope. So in in my opinion, that is where these odds come from with Jim and and it just it just proves that like some of the Ohio State faithful and these alumni aren't even hiding it anymore. Th- this this whole like you know, the, these crazy theories that we have of, you know, like Ohio State alumni and other people pushing that Jim wants to leave for the NFL is only to help them further their, you know, like this <sighs> this this cult that seems to be yeah. like Buckeye football. Okay. And that that's where I keep going back to. I keep seeing these articles, and it's absolutely insane to me. But the thing I care about the most is what – Jim's staff says about him and the team. And earlier today, Sharon Morris said, most coaches at some point in their life want to do that, as in become a head coach. When the time comes, the time comes. But I'm in no rush to leave this place, this great university, these students, and Coach Harbaugh. Love that. Right now, I I have all the confidence in the world that they are going to get a deal done with Jim, and he is not leaving anytime soon. I agree. I want to agree. I really do, and I do agree. But their the nerves are still there. They are, and the nerves of people talking about it are still there. Like I, I hate when people talk about it. I think he's in it. I think he's in it for the long haul. I really do. But I, I also think that there that there is the the questions, the wonder of him winning a Super Bowl, and I think that is the ultimate goal as a, as a head coach. And I get that. I do. I I, I yep. really do. But when you bring up what the the assistant coaches are saying, that's a completely different mindset. Yep. It is. Yeah. If 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 the if the assistant coaches are bought in long term and not just looking at it to go to the next level. Yep. That's when I'm bought in that Harbaugh's staying, Harbaugh's doing this, Harbaugh's doing that. He's in it for the long haul. Exactly. Now, I thought that last year. I thought winning the Big Ten, being in the playoff was like enough for him. It didn't seem like enough. That's where I want to know. Are we enough for you? Is Michigan enough for you? Because it wasn't last year. Why is it now? What's the difference? That's what I want to know. Because it, when it when push comes to shove, head coaches in college football are about as sleazy as car salesmen. Yep, they are car salesmen. They are. 
<laughs> and is Harbaugh that to his assistant coaches, coordinators, all of that? Maybe. Because he was last year. And then as soon as he wasn't, what happened? Both coordinators went off in the distance and went and did their own thing. Yep. They didn't say those things. That's Sharon Moore said. That's what's That's different. a difference. That's what's the difference. <laughs> I should probably change this thing to a Michigan banner because we're talking Michigan. I hate the NCAA. I hate it. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. We'll get into that in the offseason when I get a chance. I mean, that's a hour episode as it is. Where are we at? We're over two hours at this point, talking two things. So, or really three, four, if you will. But, I mean, it's, You're welcome, Michigan. I know we'll no see. Spartan faithful. Let's focus <laughs> on the game moving forward. We're moving on to, to our picks. If you're good with that, you good to move on to the picks? Let's do it, baby. All right, we're moving on to the picks, and then we'll we'll just figure everything out so from there. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. So my icon? Yeah, your Vaca- mic is still on. Vacation Sam. Yeah. Oh man! I honestly can't get over the difference of the the color in general. There's a lot of water you, in there, but there's still some ice. You do understand we have done some damage. <laughs> We've done some damage, and oh, I'm oh, oh, I'm glad I don't have to drive. Hey. Bettinghero.com promo code MI bets. You can it. figure it out. Nobody do else. It. Just just DM me if you are actually interested. If not. Picks! Moving on to the picks of the week. Last week. Micah, 4-3. Ryan, 4-3. Thank you, Ryan. You guys are tied 65-53 and 53 overall. Solid years. Can you we guys are winning 69. This. Can we do it? I went 2-5. and five. John went 3-5. and five. John has passed me. He is 63-55 and 55 overall. Another oh. positive. Just take our picks. You will win money. That's where I'm looking at it. Sam, that is me. <laughs> Vacation Sam, that is me as well. 60 and 58 overall. John or Kyle, 3 and 4. He went fi- he's 58 and 60 overall. Look, we're basically all almost 500. That's pretty solid. You don't get that in most podcasts. Yeah, that's good stuff right there. Just need a little taste of that bourbon there. <sighs> Moving on. I did skip what we were talking about with the bowl games, but nobody else cares about bowl games, so we're not going to pretend to care about bowl games. Yep. Moving on to Thursday night football. Cowboys at the Titans. Titans plus 10. I don't have Kyle's picks on here. I thought I put those on. Come on, then, man. I, he did text them to me. Anyways. Ryan, Cowboys. John, Titans. Oh. I'm going to pull up Kyle's oh, text woof. while you make your pick. Like yeah, I'm going to go with Cowboys. Um, the Titans, you said they're missing Tannehill, right? They are. Yeah, that, it's, that's not going to be any good. Um, oh, I, Kyle I, took the Titans. Sorry. I don't think Vrabel, I don't think he's going to be able to come up with enough to beat the Cowboys, to be honest with you. I think they're just 
too much of a better team. They have too many weapons for the Titans to stop. That's where I'm at. You're taking the Cowboys. Cowboys. I am taking the Titans. Ten point underdog at home. That's that's guaranteed money, guys. I'm sorry. It is. You do not pass up on ten points at home. You don't. Period. End of story. Moving on. Browns at Commanders. Commanders minus two and a half. Ryan's taking the Commanders. John is taking the Browns. Kyle's taking the Commanders, and I'm restarting the music while Micah makes his pick. Commanders are going to be on their A game, my man. They are going to take this game handily. Think the Commanders are going to win? Yep. That really sucks, man. Are you serious? Sorry. Yeah. Really? No. <laughs> I'm going Hopium this week. <laughs> I was going to say, there's that Kool-Aid. I'm going Hopium. That Copper Wait, Kool-Aid. Wait, you said Commanders. Yeah. I'm taking the Browns. I'm, Browns are going to win outright. Lions are going to win outright. We're going to move on to the next game here soon. But Lions will be in playoff position at this point next week. And we'll also be talking about a Michigan playoff victory along with a national championship let's go preview next game Jets at Seattle Seattle plus two and a half Ryan is taking the Jets John is taking the Seahawks Kyle taking the mother effing Seahawks Micah you can do this again and take the anti rooting guide for the Lions fans it seems man. like that's what you're doing. No. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm very offended by this. Give go me, for it. Give me Mikey White. Let's go, Mike White. Mike White. Whitey Bulger. Mike White. I just put Mike White. I don't even put the, the Jets. I just put Mike White for your pick. And I'm going to put Mike White. Hold on. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> I hate that, that guy, for the record. The guy that does that. Fireman Ed. Oh, that's his name. Not a big fan. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't even. He's know a that loser. Was a guy. He is a loser. Honestly, I'm you know, gonna say it right now. You know who's a loser? Paul Allen for the. You Vikings. know who's a loser? Are the people that dress up or like paint their faces? Adults that are clowns. Adults that yeah. like do those things for yeah. NFL football teams. One hundred percent. Just sit back at your own effing house and enjoy the game. Nobody freaking cares. That you're at this game. Or just wear a jersey and a hat. That's yeah, all you got to do. Exactly. Zero face paint, zero decal. Pay the least amount of money that you need to to get into the stadium and then just sit and watch the game. If you want, if you care that bad to be there, why do you need to be a face? We'll get into that some other time. Most hated people in the sports. Oh. Fireman. What do they call him? Bucknut or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's up there for me. I am taking Mike White and. Wrong button. That's my pick. The Jets. Mike White Jets, baby. I hope you're good. And I am so glad we didn't have to play you as a Lions fan because <laughs> it probably would have been bad. I mean, let's be honest. If What's his effing nuts? Zach, Zach Wilson could They're throw 350 yards. If Zach Will, I think Zach Wilson threw over 300 yards against the Lions. Mike White probably would have over he would have 600, 700. I don't know. Like I'm just so glad we didn't have to play you want him. Zach Wilson as a backup. What? 
I would love Zach Wilson. They're going to stop him. I mean, I, it's a hey, rumor. He would be my he would be number one on my list of free agents to sign to be the backup for Jared Goff because you, yeah, I think that's a great way to go. It would make me really there you go. Really, you know what? This might be the longest episode that of two person duos I've ever done, and I love it. You're welcome. <laughs> Moving on, Bears at the Lions. Lions minus six. It's a lot of effing points for the Lions to score. You got Ryan taking the Lions. You got John taking the Lions. You got Kyle taking the Lions. Michael, what are you going to do? I'm going to join your rooting guide. I mean, come on, man. The, bear, the Bears are so freaking bad. But six points? Yeah. This will be my chance. Taking the Bears plus six. You're disgusting. Lions are winning by five and a half. <laughs> no, they're going to by. <laughs> they're going to win by three. Lions are going to win by three. Everything's going to be good. This time I, next week, everything is going to be good. Uh, this is going to be the most positive podcast anybody's ever listened to for Detroit sports. I'm telling you that right now because we're not talking Red Wings. We're not talking Pistons. We're talking Michigan. We're talking Lions winning, and maybe we'll bring up Michigan State. I don't know. Maybe not. Because <laughs> if that makes people horny, I don't know. That's the right word. The faithful are already horny about their 2024 class. They don't know anything. No. No. Give me the lines. That was our last on. NFL pick. Should I let this thing? No, I'm not. I'm going to switch it. It's going to be an awful switch. You guys ready for this? Do it. You are not serious. I did. This guy. I did that on purpose. Vacation for the record. Saying. Vacation saying. We actually have some legitimate college football picks to make. This is the first time in 17 weeks because college football sucks and has a 17-week break. You know, typical. Stupid, by the way. Well, Figure that out. Well, that you you know it's that time of year when you see NFL games on Saturdays and you're like, wait a second, what, wait, what's happening? And you're getting all these reports on your phone like, what? Oh, <laughs> Wait, yeah, this guy December. That's right. Yeah, got it. We need to have a full episode about how college football really sucks and needs to fix their. You know what? Uh, bye bye. Because college football sucks. It really, really sucks. By the way, I hate college football outside of Michigan. Outside of that, I I don't like watching ball games. I don't like. Betting on these games, like I. Well, you know what? I don't enjoy any of it. I really don't. You know, for Coastal Carolina, hey, East Wisconsin's Carolina, up. great. Uh, Makes me really hard. Well, no, it doesn't. I no Connecticut. I mean, congrats on making it to a bowl game. It's a, it's a big accomplishment. Connecticut, UConn, one of the worst teams that we ever played. Right? That's what people said early on in these the season, and then here they are in the bowl game with Michigan State sits at home. Anyways, college football picks. This might be the second to last college football picks. No, it isn't the second to last college football picks we make because we're going to make college football picks for the national championship. Now we can start watching college football. Yes. Vacation Sam strikes again. He is the best. I agree with that. Where are we at? Rose Bowl. Penn State versus Utah. Utah minus. Hey, hold on. Diarrhea Dan and the Poo Poo Gang. 
Hey. What I appreciate in the mother you. Effing Great F show, guys. I really enjoyed the topics you discussed here tonight. Appreciate you, man. Is that Absolutely really what he said? love it. Yeah. Hey. Love it. Zyria Dan, as much as I'm questioning what you are, love the comment. Thank you. Appreciate I it. I love Diarrhea Dan. Diarrhea Dan is my favorite Dan out of all Dans. Thank you, Dan. And Diarrhea the Poo Poo Gang. And the Poo Poo Gang. Is that a Dan can All right. I don't want to even get into this because <laughs> I don't want to, like, go all the way back to Lions' discussion with the Diarrhea Dan stuff. Like, subscribe, <laughs> like, share. I don't know. I'm, I'm new to this, even though I'm 186 episodes in. Rose Bowl, baby. Rose Bowl, baby. You got the Penn State. Nittany Lions versus Utah minus two. Ryan, Penn State. John, Utah. Kyle, Penn State. Micah, what do you do in this type of matchup? Huh. Uh, you go with Utah? Are you kidding me? Get out of here, Penn State. Bye-bye, James. Look. This is where James starts. You know how to subscribe to the man. channel, Diarrhea Dan. Sorry, I had to answer this question. There's a button, I think. I don't know. I'm new as well. Like, I'm not good with the YouTube. I'm not good with the Facebook. Any of those things. There's got to be a subscribe button, right? There is a subscribe button for Thank sure. Thank you, Diarrhea yep. Dan. Every Tuesday, Dan. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> um, be yeah, you go Utah Utes here. Really? Okay. All right. I went. Penn State, mainly because I hope that the Big Ten is actually fairly good. I no, I don't disagree with you. I just think that Penn State is just not good. The hard part with picking these games is knowing who's playing, who's not, and like if Utah plays all of their starters, I would assume that they're way better than Penn State. Yeah, but Clifford, a, what is he thirty? He's got to be at least 30 years old at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. you got to – the veteran quarterback usually wins these type of games because, like, they care about it and stuff unless they're going to the pros, all of those type of things. So, I'm going Penn State. It's probably not right, but, eh, that's kind of where I'm at. No, that's fair. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. Alabama versus Kansas State. Kansas State plus six and a half. John, Alabama. Ryan, Alabama. Kyle, Alabama. <laughs> what are you going to do? I wondered if King Kyle was going to go with Kansas State. What are you going to do? Listen, after the uh, Nick Saban uh, Big Ten halftime show, I, yeah, I don't know what in the H that was during the Ohio State-Michigan game. Um, I think Nick Saban, I, I, I know he's out of it, and his team could very well be out of it mentally. Nick Saban, after being on air like that during the biggest televised game, he is not going to lose this game. Are you kidding me? It matters to him. It matters to him big time. So you're taking Alabama? Yeah, absolutely. Come on. I am taking Alabama as well. Now, I am going to watch none of this game unless this is a close game. Now, I'm taking Alabama. Trust me, <laughs> I am. 
but I hope that this game is really darn close. And I hope that Alabama loses loses this game because I think this could be the dagger in what Saban has built because Georgia builds it better. Texas A&M, I know they had a rough year. It'll work eventually. Well, they lost half their team in the transfer portal. No big deal. They'll probably just reload and do it again. And it'll work eventually. If you could see me right now. Look. Here, you can have some money. Here, you can have some <laughs> Is money. that what you're doing? You can have some money. I thought you were you doing the, some money. Do that under the table and see what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look good. I'm going to take Alabama because I think they have something to prove, but I hope so much that this is the dagger in Nick Saban and he's freaking pissed about the world and yeah. loses again and shows the sign of Alabama on the down the down side of their you know what their dynasty so yeah we'll see I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take Bama I am moving on we got the playoff we gotta move quick we're almost we're, we're I cannot believe we've gone over two hours we're almost two and a half let's keep this thing going we're getting close you want to restart wings. let's talk Next, lines baby. yeah wings Pistons lost by a lot let's go move on all right Peach Bowl OSU versus Georgia Georgia minus six and a half Ryan Georgia John Georgia Micah Georgia. I don't know about you, but Kyle is taking OSU. Dude, Georgia smash and dash. I'm sorry. It's gone. It's done. I, I I have zero faith in Ohio State after watching Michigan play them. I please tell me how it's going to be different. If this game is close I, if this game is close, Michigan will win the national championship against Georgia. Or Ohio State. If this game is close. I mean could there, could there be a key crucial injury to Georgia? Michigan goes on to the national championship, and then all yada, 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 and... I'm taking OSU to cover. I am. I think this is going to be okay. a good football game. I really do. This is why it's going to be the 8, eight o'clock game. Um, I think it's going to be a good football game. I really do. Um, I'm going to get into your comment in just a second. Whoa. Let's finish our picks. Oh, Fiesta Bowl, TCU versus Michigan. Michigan minus 7.5. Ryan, Michigan. John, TCU, Michigan by four. Michigan wins. Excuse me, by what? four. Kyle, Michigan as well. What are you doing, Micah? Michigan. Go blue. I'm going Michigan. I think Michigan dominates this mother effing football game, and it's going to be a blast. And we got a comment. We got a comment we have to talk about by Diarrhea Dan and the pop. What is it? Poo-poo gang. Poo-poo gang. What do you guys think about the Tigers offseason so far? Do you see them signing any free agents? I think so, Poo Poo Gang makes it a great statement of what we're doing for the Tigers, honestly. So, yeah. <laughs> so something you and I have discussed for some time, Ryan included, John included, um, the Illiches have a lot of money. I cannot wait to get into the Tigers stuff. I really can't. No, go, sorry, finish your, finish, your, finish your thing. Sorry, I'm, may, I'm sorry. May, Okay, maybe I went <clears throat> maybe I went off the rails a bit because I just imagine having millions and billions of dollars. But when you have nothing to worry about besides a luxury tax and you bought into Erod, you bought into Javi, and that's all you have to show for the last season. I was talking with the guys here on the podcast, and I said, you know what? 
kind of like the Sean McVay, like f those picks. I'm going with like the f the money. Let's let's make a run here. I'm going with, dude. Let's go get Aaron Judge. What's up? No, no. Keep 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 going. Okay. You're doing a great job. I, I I wanted to go get Aaron Judge. I wanted, um, I wanted Carlos Correa, and now things are going really <laughs> sideways and weird. Uh, I mean, you know, okay. Yeah. Prior to the whole physical, um, his physicality concerns, um, and then looking at Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer now being on the Mets, I'm like, hey, you know, I I wanted to bring JV home. I, I have, like, from my younger age, I have always loved pitching. I've always loved Justin Verlander. He's always been consistent and dominant for a long time. He is he's kind of like the Tom Brady of pitching in the MLB. I think the to me. I think the Tigers are are the most disappointing thing I've I've seen in a very 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 long time because and the, uh, Diarrhea Dan, thanks for commenting. I, I, we really do appreciate it. We're going to get into this very in-depth once football season's done because it is very disappointing what we're seeing. Because what we're seeing in, 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 in the MLB in general, and I did, you see what I did? I, I even audibled and put up the Tigers thing here. Hey. What the Tigers have done is absolutely embarrassing because they have it's, done absolutely nothing. It's piss poor. Because you're seeing so much spending elsewhere. You're seeing teams try... And you're seeing the Tigers do absolutely nothing. They're doing the bare minimum to get you excited. And look, if we were coming off of a of a rebuilding season and we actually saw some hope, I'd be like, all right, yeah, just bring in Matt Boyd that can kind of hold the phone while all these guys are injured. Yep. And and, and recovering and all that stuff. It's just not it's not enough this year. It's no, period. It, it's period. I'm sorry, not now. If, if you're in complete tank mode and you show me that you're willing to spend money again next year, I I get what we're going through this year. I get it. It makes sense to me. It really does. What you're doing makes sense. But at the same time, the MLB is not built that way. The MLB is built to spend money. The MLB is built to oh, go yeah. ahead and be aggressive. You know what ownership's doing? They're being a, they're they're taking advantage of their fans is what they're doing. In my opinion, that's my opinion. Yeah. They're taking advantage of the fact that you have these injuries and you don't you're not in winning mode, even though you were according to last year. Like to take a step. Yeah. Ah. That that's. I cannot wait. I I honestly cannot wait to get, dig into our feelings about the Tigers, and I can't wait to have your opinion. I can't wait to have Ryan's opinion. We're at two hours and 30 minutes almost. Dude, let me say this. That is what absolutely bothers me to the core, is that we went out. I, I don't care that Alavila went and did, you know, made those two deals for Erod and Javi. We, had, we have now spent that money. That doesn't Whoever. mean you don't spend, spend money. Whoever whoever is making decisions right now, you have to start building on this. You don't just let it ride and let Miggy go into the sunset doing a Coach K farewell tour. We're cute. You know, we're going to sell, you know, 
another five thousand tickets on average. I, I don't give a mother f going throughout sh- this next season you know because of because of Miggy. I love Miggy. I love everything he did. I don't care about I his ticket get sales. I know you don't. I don't either. But the Illiches care about ticket sales. I know it's money. I cannot wait to truly dig into this because I'm freaking pissed <laughs> of what we're saying. I am furious. But I don't think there's enough time no, there's to get not. to really dig into this right now. Thank you. <laughs> I hate saying your name. Diarrhea Dan and the Poo Poo Gang. Um, <laughs> I hope that's not a shot at the Lions Dude, this, because this I'm man really got me freaking ramped up. I know. Like <laughs> I really did not expect to get into the lion or the Tigers today. I wish we had another hour. I wish we could just drag the- in Ryan. And really discuss what we're seeing with the Detroit Tigers because I cannot wait to do it because the Tigers are honestly one of my I love the I love all of my teams other than the Pistons really outside of like like I yeah you guys don't need to know that about me but like but you you know you know what Dan heard it was like oh you know we're we're at the two hour mark we're yeah yeah we're at time, the two fifteen hey. hour mark he's like hey watch what's gonna happen oh now. gosh dude he's smart Type smart that in. smart man. If if he's worried about length of podcast, he does not give a flying f about yeah. what he just said. But moving on to drinking craft beer, having or fun, bourbon. and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. How you feeling, buddy? Baby, you gonna sleep good? Oh, did, no, I ain't sleeping tonight. Are you sleeping tonight? <laughs> yep, at some point. Goodness gracious, we are drinking what? Beer barrel bourbon from that New makes, Holland. That, that connects the beer side of the podcast. Beer barrel bourbon. This is their bourbon whiskey finished in dragon's milk stout barrels. Uh, it's notes of vanilla and dark malts. And it's a smooth finish. It's 80 proof, 40% alcohol by volume. And this so good. This bourbon, let, let me tell you. Today I went to Smitty's Specialty Beverage in Easttown. Picked up this bottle. Um, the staff helped me out. I, I asked about um, some Michigan bourbons. And they gave me a few recommendations. And... Uh, the gentleman mentioned this one, and I, I, I went with it. It was very, like, home city, hometown favorite. Um, and, and I must say, it, it tastes amazing for, I think it was, I think I paid 35 bucks for it. So um, just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Smitty's. Um, they're located in the heart of Easttown at 1489 Lake Drive Southeast. Smitty's Specialty Beverage offers a wide array of spirits from flagship vodkas and rums to the rare and hard-to-find bourbons and scotches. They also have an extensive beer collection sure to satisfy your needs. Smitty's is all about product selection in all lines, and Joel Smitter and his staff are very helpful and passionate about what they do, and if you don't see it, they will get it for you. Staff was incredible today. Went in there. It, it took me five minutes with the family waiting in the car, walked out. I was very pleased with my purchase. I would be back there in a heartbeat. 
So I have to pay you for this, or are you going to take it home? That's what I want to know. <laughs> How about you save it for Saturday? A little bye? bit of both. <laughs> no. Solid, 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 solid. I didn't do the right button, I don't think. Oh, there we go. We're all on the screen. What did he, what did Diarrhea Dan say? Real quick. He said, watch out for Diarrhea Dan and the Poo Poo Gang relaunching in 2023 with an all-new Poo Poo Gang featuring Stanley Farts. I have no clue I what's going d- on. Does that mean like a podcast I or is that like a YouTube know. channel? We Diarrhea might be, Dan We might be getting poo-poo. joshed. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I'll take Dan, I would love to meet, buddy. Is you think his name up, is Dan? Let's make it up close. Because like, it, all right. So as a Lions fan, like my brain went right to Diarrhea Dan and the Dan Campbell. That's almost, up your alley, not mine. Yeah, I don't know. we're almost three hours in. This might, <laughs> <laughs> this might be the longest episode ever. <laughs> uh, no, but solid, solid bourbon. I'm gonna give it. We have to grade it. This is what we do. I'm going to give it an 8.3. Whoa. I can't even oh, goodness gracious. I am at a level, man. I'll tell you. You've been getting louder. Yeah, louder and happier. Like, we started with the lions, and I was like really negative, and it just went, like, really high. <laughs> No, this is solid. I really do like it. Look, honestly, the vanilla might be a little too strong for me. I'm going to throw that out there. It's good. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> What's going to happen? Like, I like it. Do bourbon fans like it? I don't know. I don't give a flying F. Should I give a little bit to like some of the, the guys? I'm, no. If you, don't, if you don't save some for Carrie, I'm going to be in trouble, and you're going to be in... Lesser trouble. Though. I'm gonna go with the sevens, seven nine. Okay, solid, right. really, cool. really good bourbon. The vanilla might be a little strong. I'm just saying it. I eat. love you. What do I do now? Oh, wrong button. I'm I'm at a level. I'll tell you that. I'm at a level, and <laughs> that's not good. Cause <laughs> I gotta deal with the kids tomorrow. <laughs> I'd rather be at the office and <laughs> just hungover, but I'll be hungover at home. Is what it is. Are we at the right even thing? Like, I don't even know where we're at. Um, we're good. All right. I got to figure this out. Outro. That was episode 186. I remember that. Thank you for watching. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for commenting. Thank you all for being here. We get it. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.